the Running Back Sports Channel. So, funny thing, I don't have a set agenda today. I do. Really? Things are different. My mind is clearer. Um, but our jokes aside, what else will we talk about but the scorchingly, disgustingly red hot Philadelphia Phillies? Uh, obviously, basketball news is slowed down besides KD pooping all over Steve Nash and Sean Marks, but we'll discuss that later, I'm sure. Um, yes. And football, obviously, is in full training camp swing, which is just a bunch of oohs, and this guy looks good in camp, and this guy got injured, and this guy's coming back from injury and looks good, and the same story cycle but, we'll go through, but all, we can all, touch on some things. Yeah, there. all things considered, looks like A.J. Brown's a definite fantasy lock for anybody. It seems like we're going to get to we're gonna get to football, but the reason I want to start with the Phils is... Oh, no, I wanted to start with the Phils also. Dave Dombrowski, John Middleton, Rob Thompson. Look all like geniuses right now. Nick Castellanos, even though he struggled for a lot of the season, is starting to get hot. Kyle Schwarber is, is starting to hit again after the All-Star break, after cooling down a bit. Alec Baum is hitting out of his mind. JT starting to hit. Uh, 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 Bryson Stott is hitting and making great defensive plays. Derek Hall still mashing. Like, this lineup is 10, 11 effective guys who could play every day. Matt Veerling. Like, it, I'm not going to say it looks and feels like the 2018 yet because that team had arguably at least one Hall of Famer and three guys who can make a case, or two guys who can make a case. But this team does feel special. The addition of Syndergaard, Robertson, the bullpen kind of shoring itself up. Not to, you can't forget about the additions of Sosa and Marsh. Yes. Even though they're not good bats, they're really good defensively. Exactly, and that's what we needed, people who can make plays in the outfield. Getting rid of Udu Herrera, who a lot of us as fans, let's be honest, we were like, all right, he has played an all-star level. If he does well, we'll ignore it. it but it was weird for us. And now for him not to be on the team, for Didi to be off of the team, a Mary Mercurial player, obviously a guy I enjoy, but I understand his effectiveness had come to an end and it was time for him to go, yeah. especially when you got Bryson Stott playing well, when you have Bone playing well at the hot corner. You have Reese playing amazing. Reese Hopkins might actually play a full, a full season. You know, obviously he's not going to play 162, but yeah, I mean, still. even last year, the guy was on pace for nearly 35 home runs. Exactly, and he's kind of on that same sort of pace at this point. Yeah. Early August, he's got 24, 25 home runs. He could get another 10 in a month and a half. Honestly, if he keeps it up, I got to eat. Well, screw it. I mean, I'm eating my words now. I just wasn't sure about this guy. But No, but but you got to remember the way he came up and then the way he kind of struggled after that to kind of stay consistent. And then when you saw the flashes, it was like, ooh, that looks like a guy. And now this year is like his approach to the plate, his power, his consistency, his consistency defensively at first base more so. Then anything else has stepped up. Yes. And absolutely. Alec Baum making plays at the hot corner for a guy who looked like a draft on roller skates last year at the hot corner. Yeah. Um, obviously, Stott was always – his glove was always what it was. And that's also another thing I feel like people really aren't talking about. It's like the biggest issue in the field, besides obviously the bullpen, is the lack of homegrown talent. Well, yeah. we really haven't seen since, you know, that era of like Ryan Howard, Hamels, Utley, Rollins. Exactly. So – Hoskins is looking like he's legitimately turning the corner to an all-star level. Bryce Scott looks like an everyday player. Boom has definitely stepped up. Uh, Aaron Nola looks like he's back to the 2018 Aaron Nola when he was an all-star. Exactly. I mean, is Wheeler, really, Wheelsy is Wheelsy. Wheelsy's Wheelsy, but he's not a homegrown guy. He was an acquisition. Oh, but, right. I yeah. Would you count Suarez as a 
homegrown or to me if you take a guy who kind of can't really stick on a roster and you develop him into a viable mlb piece of any sort that counts towards your development system yes that is the yes drafting someone and developing them is pretty much the epitome of the farm but i think even better of farming is someone else's kind of eh, you turn into a you know a yeah. piece so I think Suarez completely counts towards the Phillies. Yeah, that, not to mention Sir Anthony Dominguez coming back. It's been huge. Gary Stubbs. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you're you're seeing it now. Like you're Sir, Sir Anthony being back, obviously, like you just mentioned, but that's a huge piece too. Absolutely. I mean, even Naris would have been a guy to throw in there had we kept him. Yes. And I kind of think, what does this bullpen look like if we make all these moves and you keep Naris? Crazy. Crazy. But it's it would have okay. been 2015 Royal, uh, Kansas City Royals good. Yeah. And it's crazy to say, like, now our bullpen is a strength. Our starting pitching was always solid. But now you have six, seven guys you can throw that can take five to six innings. Yeah. You know? Um, and then, like I said, you're still waiting on your best player to come back. That's the scary part. <laughs> and I, all, when we've talked about this ad nauseum since we've gotten Bryce. And whether it was separate or together, I think we can both acknowledge he, some guys have the October thing. Ronald Acuna Jr., Mike Trout, you know he would. Bryce Harper, like you know, there if it's if it's Citizens, I'm just gonna pay the picture for everybody out there. Citizens Bank Park, it's Game Five, it's tied two two. In the game and in the series, Bryce is up to bat, two outs, four four count. Exactly. Full count. Hanging curveball. Bryce turns on it and watches it go. And you hear one of the most deafening roars in Philadelphia sports history as we take a 3-2 lead in the World Series at home. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, you... And Joe, I can Buck, and Joe Buck will make the most boringest call ever. No, it'll be perfect, though. It'll be Bryce Harper gone. Phillies win it. Phillies take the lead. 3-2 in the series. No flags. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so, like, that right there in and of itself is awesome. Yes. Um, and something you could see coming out of a guy like Bryce Harper. I could see it coming. I've seen it from Kyle Schwarber <laughs> with multiple teams. He's one of those guys. I believe JT is one of those guys. I believe Alec Bo a lot of these guys, you can see it. They had the reason I was holding on to DD is DD was a lot like J.R. Smith to me. Yeah, he can suck in a regular season, but he's gonna switch four threes in a in a game six when you're down three two and you gotta push it to a game seven. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that's why I held on to DD for so long. But now seeing all these Bryson Stott is due for a playoff grand slam in the bank. Mark my words. Bryson Stott, playoff grand slam. So he's going to be our map stare. That's what I'm saying. It's so many guys on this team who could fill that role. And we're all, everybody's hitting. Everybody's feeling themselves. And I don't care we're beating up on bad teams. Guess what? We got a three-game series against the Marlins. I hope we sweep them. Keep it going. Yo, we, Secure we, that spot. I and mean, I don't think people realize, like, they can absolutely keep this up. Not only do they have the personnel to do it, but the schedule also favors them. They only play one team above over 500 about the rest of the stretch. The rest and of the season? Yes. That's, that's the Mets in September. And that and, could be for the division. Yes. If we're rolling. Yeah, is this a 90-win team? Yes. 100%. You got to, at this point, you have to win 90 win in order to get to. To get even a wild card. Yeah. All right. Um, Out of the teams contending in the wild card, give me the team you'd want to play the most 
in the wild card game and the team you'd want to play the least in the wild card game, the one game playoff. I believe now it's three games. It's the three teams, right? Yes, three teams, three wild. It's three division winners, three wild cards. The they last, play a three game series, right? Yes. And then after that, I believe it will be best of five, then best of seven. Okay. Yeah, because they changed the playoff format. There's three wild card teams now. Trust me, I've been checking every single. Okay, game so here. okay, so of right the three now, division believe- winners, mm-hmm. it's Mets leading the Central right now is the Brewers. Yeah. And leading the West no, I think, is the Dodgers. I believe the Cardinals are leading. No, the Cardinals are in the wild card with us. Okay. They're behind us and they're a game behind us in the wild card. I think the Brewers, yeah, actually check. I would yeah, fact check that, but I think the Brewers are leading that division. They've been hooping all year. Yellow yeah. looks kind of like I only said that because the because the Cardinals was that actually had a series against the Yankees and they swept them. Yeah. I think the Yankees lost seven straight and they're still like have 70 wins. Yeah, they owe six us the Joey Gallo tree. <laughs> <laughs> And the Dodgers have been undefeated since then. That's hilarious. The Dodgers are out for blood. Freddie wants another ring. Yep. Right now, in the least, obviously, the New York Mets are leading 10 games um, over the Phillies, seven games over the Atlanta Braves. Only three games behind the Braves. Yes, the Cardinals are leading the Central. Central. I have a two-game lead over the Brewers, and obviously the Dodgers are just – Running away with the NL West, fourteen games. Well, okay, let's get this out the way. I want the Cardinals. (laughs) I was about to say the winner of, regardless, the winner of the NFC Central. I would easily take either one of those teams. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna. I don't like. I don't feel like matching up with the Brewers pitching, but also the Cardinals are a postseason team. Yeah, they're they're very Spursian. In the way that, like, they're gonna find a way to be in there. That's a five game. That's a three game series. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um. So, but I agree with you. Whoever is the NL Central winner, I want to put off having to deal with the Mets or the Dodgers as far as I can, because like Max Scherzer, Mets, Degrom, it's a gauntlet over there. Yeah, that's that's legitimate. Like, that's a postseason nightmare. Yeah. For a but I would also, but I would also say that. Healthy, healthy Thor, Zach, Nola. That's a heck of a one, two, three oh, as well. Love, yeah, plus, man, I, I really don't think, like, we talk about postseasons. Remember that Noah Syndergaard is a sneaky pickup because remember, he was on that World Series Mets team. Mm-hmm. Even when he was a little young, and, but we all know he got that postseason dog in. He him. got, and that's what I wanted to, like, talk about when it comes to the Phils and it comes to building teams. But baseball is even more one of those sports because some people can have those dog in them and just need to be in that moment. Like David Freeze, Madison Bumgarner, dudes who, when they get to that moment, it's like, no, the competition is different here. It's not, it's this is not a game on June 23rd. And, you know, me and my wife got an argument before the game. So I gave up four home runs. This is October 12th, and I'm locked in. And this is the NLCS. Yes. You know what I mean? And I think, um, Kyle, obviously, Kyle Schwarber's on this. I think Nick Castellanos has that up. As much as he struggled, I can see Nick Castellanos hitting it's a go-ahead like, homer in the like, seventh inning. I feel like the way that this team is shaped up now, if you put this team in the door, they're going to blow the doors off. Yes. Like, if we're if we're rolling the way we're rolling, like, the reason – I don't – and this is the thing about when you get hot for a season. It's like you can kind of peak too fast yeah. or too early. So I hope we're not – because we've been rolling since July. Yes. So I hope we don't, like, at the end of August, slow down, and then September we're just like, oh. 12 and 18, and we, like, barely get in the playoffs, and then we lose in the first round. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because honestly, it's like, 
they can do a 2016 Cubs. They can do a 2015. Like to me, like at that point, your pitching rotation, you're only going four deep at that point. Because yeah, and you go you go Zach, Nosey, Thor, uh Gibson. Yes. And then you got Suarez for long relief. Yep. You got Falter for long relief. And then you got the rest of the bullpen, yeah, which is the knee bull. Yeah, will be back. Coonrod will be back. Dominguez. Could be your, your uh, Robert, Robertson. And nobody talks. Yeah, Robertson coming back is huge also. Yeah. We had him the first time. And around. we never got hurt. to really get him. And then he's been balling. He was an all-star for the Cubs. Yes. So, like, we're ready. We're set. We're set to go for October. And I'm excited, man. Yep. I'm excited. And it's, it's, at least it's a bloodbath, though. Yeah. Yeah, so what do you think? What do you think about the uh, the American League? Well, I mean, it's not so secret amongst Chris and I that I have a soft spot for the uh, New York Yankees. Um, obviously, Aaron Judge being one of my favorite players, him at this point probably being a formality for AL MVP is awesome for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, the Astros, man, for, for all the BS that people talk, for all the stuff that people tried to bring up about um, the obvious cheating scandal, let's let's call spade a spade. Yeah, obvious cheating scandal. Banging on trash cans. Yeah, they've been in the World Series twice since then, and they're going to have the second best record in the AL this year, and probably would be the favorite in a series against the Yankees just because of the history they have. Yeah. Oh, look who decided to join the fray. If it isn't Carmen San Diego, <laughs> International Globetrotter. Oh International Jewel. Stop it. Hi. Hello. Viva Carm Vegas. Listen, Viva La that's, Vegas. Yeah, Viva Carm Vegas. That's the that's the hashtag. Viva Carm Vegas. Yes. Now, I, think, I think we got your uh think I think that should be your uh, fantasy football team name this year. Viva Carm yo, Viva Carm Vegas. Okay, I'm down with that. That means you gotta draft Devontae Adams though. Facts. 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 Or at least at their car QB. <laughs> Somebody, well, I'm cool on car, but well, we were just Adams. in the middle of talking about our uh, brand hot Philadelphia Phillies. Oh, nice! Yeah, I know we've been winning some games in a row. Wow, look at that! Game with Bryce Harper out. They might, there might be October baseball just yet. Wow, that'd be good for the Phillies. They ain't been had October baseball in how long? A decade. Uh, a decade. Yeah, <laughs> right. So uh, welcome that. Maybe that'd be a good pickup for the Sixers. You know hey, listen, I, listen. Here's what I'm saying. I don't mind the cold break. Yeah, listen, let's rock out. We did it for the Eagles. We did it for the Eagles. Listen, real talk. I need. Real I talk. ain't feel no weather that night. Yo, real talk. I need October baseball for the Phillies because we all remember the last time the Phillies got into the playoffs. That memory of losing to the Cardinals one nothing. Not only that, but it's no secret that Ryan Howard's my favorite all time Philly. But the memory of him hitting that ground ball and tearing his Achilles. Achilles. Yep, ending his career. Yeah. On that play, we that, gotta reach that memory. Yes. And who better than Bryce Harper to hit a towering high fly ball yes. to send the Phillies into the playoffs? Wow, that's how Ryan Harold entered his career. Mm-hmm. Pretty he was much never it. the same. He came back like a, he was. They was cut. He, a year he actually, yeah, like this, the Phillies were actually struggling. He actually came back earlier than expected to try to help out the team, but it was to no avail. Wow. So all it takes yeah. is one play, man. One yeah. day, one day in sports. Yeah. Change your life. <sighs> but yeah. Anyway, you're listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, that number is 215-763-9596. So, um, before we get 
into any sports since Carm wasn't here last week. I think we need to talk about something. And I want to talk about a couple of different angles about it, too, and get everybody's opinion on it. Obviously, we know Brittany Griner was recently sentenced to nine years in a Russian federal prison right. for um, a half gram of wheat cartridge. Now, there's been a lot of superlatives, a lot of headlines, a lot of opinions in general, like anything else in the world about this. I come to y'all and I say, on one level, it sucks to see anyone go through this, right? No matter what race, creed, gender, whatever. But then on another level, it sucks to see someone of color go through this. But then on an even deeper level, it sucks to see a woman of color go through something like this. Right. To be made an example in a war that has existed for longer than she has on this planet. Yes. Um, so so I'm going to ask a question, and if you feel uncomfortable answering it, do you trade a Russian arms dealer, someone who literally gives people weapons of mass destruction for Brittany Griner? I know that's a controversy. We're going real deep, but I feel like we always talk about sports for culture. We get light on the culture, but I'm asking you an honest question as American citizens. Do you trade someone who is clearly a prisoner of war, someone who has murdered people's help to murder people's families and children for effectively? Because if someone was being honest, they would say this about LeBron James or something, a basketball player. I mean, when you look at it like that, if you just talk black and white, no, you don't trade an arms dealer for a basketball player. Black and white, black and white, they're both human beings. Black and white, he's a white guy, she's a black woman. Mm -hmm. Black and white, we are in a state of war in, in, in Europe. They're in a state of war. And the U.S. has ties to that. Black and white, you know, what must be done in war times must be done. Black and white, but things ain't black and white. This ain't a black and white topic or issue or subject. At all. So I, for me, it it's like, it depends on how long would the Russian guy be in jail over here? Like, would he get out with enough time to go to his country and still just wreak havoc and do what he was going to do anyway? It's not the U.S.'s job to police people who aren't U.S. citizens. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just, it's just hard because it doesn't stop him. Right, right. Like us doing anything doesn't stop them or him. You know what I mean? Like, as we know, people have hands outside of jail you can be in jail or in a prison but you still have influence and we've seen that happen plenty of times so Brittany Griner is sadly just a pawn in in this game of, of war and politics and power mm -hmm. and it sucks because she is of such a vulnerable community so she really is in the crosshairs and it sucks because she yes she shouldn't have had that weed pen yeah, y'all can say it's so little, so minuscule. Mm -hmm. Other people have done it and whatever, whatever. And they might be in jail or maybe home. Whatever people, that's all. No, some... no, no, but be honest. We, uh, we have to be honest. No, but honestly, honest, you man. shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't have had it. You right? knew you it was illegal there. It. Yeah. But I did read. first time in Russia. Right. Like, you've you literally been on that Russian team for well over a decade. So you should know at that point the customs of another country. And how they roll. And she did. I mean, she was saying and when she gave the little. Uh, speech that she gave and when her sentencing she was saying like i didn't mean to uh you know i basically she didn't know that she was doing something wrong or whatever it is but 
you shouldn't have had it. It's it's not just to do like even if you do smoke at your Russian house apartment, leave that at the Russian well, house. Crib and when you come, you back. don't you don't gotta you don't gotta bring it with you across the borders. Like you can get it weed at home. You can get another pen at home. What was so deep that you had to carry it with you? I understand it's weed and weed people are funny about their weed. They want their weed, but it's like, bro, you know it's not yeah. illegal there. You know that it's you like you know you're going through a customs. And you know, and here's the thing, maybe she wasn't thinking. Maybe she was just innocently feeling like I'm just here playing ball like I always do. I'm going to okay. just travel to and fro like I always do. She didn't take into account that this is the time frame that we're in, the period we're in with the war and with the U.S. and this political stuff. So she was just maybe kind of naive to think that it was just regular business. So, but to me, you didn't need to bring that pen. Leave it, leave it at home. Get weed in the U.S. and keep it trucking. And now you're in the situation because you couldn't leave your pen at home. And there's no excuse for that. But do I think she deserves to be a pawn in this war? Nine years? That's ridiculous. That's that's crazy. But it's all because she's a pawn and the U.S. wants to use her as leverage to get what they want. I mean, Russia. So it sucks. But we got to be accountable for ourselves and what we do. Can, can I put a, another layer on this? And this is not to pile on Rittin' Grinder, but when we talk about things in 2022, it's very... Um, <clears throat> It's very what I like to call surface level deep. Like everybody's like, oh, it's deep. But like, we got to really add layers to stuff. So another layer. This is also someone who has committed domestic violence before. Well, yeah, that, that ain't. So Y'all know I don't bang with that. So here's what I'm saying. If this was Deshaun Watson, if this was Ray Rice, if this was Kareem Hunt, would people still be having the same fervor to trade them for this Russian arms dealer? Probably not. They probably be like, let him rot. He ain't no good anyway. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have been arrogant enough to carry that with him. He knew better. He a grown man. You see why I'm putting so many superlatives on? Well, because yeah. it's easy to erase. So I, I say this in. This is a male patriarchal society. We are protected in so many ways, and then obviously being black men, we lose some of that protection. But being men in general, we are afforded things that as women, you guys are not based on how society is designed, right. correct? So I say that to say, when we talk about what equality is, is even when we are viewing a situation, it is hard for us to put equal terms on it based on negative and positive bias. The positive bias is everybody's thinking that this is someone who's already taken for granted in our country and now is being put in a position to be a pawn in a game. But as Carm just very bluntly and honestly explained, and I added in the superlatives that this is also someone who broke a law in another country and also is not have the track record of being the most productive citizen. So when we talk about someone, what is the only reason that we are not painting her in the same light as we would, like I said, paint a Deshaun Watson, paint a Kareem Hunt? Paint a Tyreek Hill. I think it's because we're just in the space now where people want to people I think are more inclined to try to stick up for black women and a gay woman more so because it's like, yo, everyone sees the the disparities that have been there and they want to kind of make up for it. Like, yo, like, yeah, we didn't before, but let's stick up for Brittany Garner now because she's part of a, you know, a, a, a um, I can't even get my words out, but you get what I'm trying to say. A very selective community. Yeah. Very yeah. sure. A very, yeah. A very, it's like yeah. a small, it's like a very she's small black. Yes. She's a basketball player. She's a gay woman. She's a butch lesbian you know and it's 
it's it's and i'm a, it's sure a growing group. up wasn't always the easiest yeah. especially being friggin probably six foot four from the time huge. she was in fifth grade and she's not even a no if you look at the WNBA, she definitely is the exception to the rule in terms of height like she's a bigger girl you don't see people like britney griner she is around. Yao Ming. yeah she's like huge. for a size for WNBA. Yes. WNBA players they can be my height five nine and up five, five nine you are three right you're a three right. in the WNBA. People in WNBA who are like five five mm. so five six mm. so and you got long arms you could play the three in the WNBA. And she's, you know what I'm saying? So you think of her size, she's a what, foot and a half taller than you? Yeah. She's seven two. I mean, also to your point, I mean, it's kind of simple in regards to how come Brandon Grander isn't shedding that same light. It's because when it comes to domestic violence, historically, it's always been tied to males. It's because, obviously, because of genetics and males are a lot more bigger. They're, every single time they strike something, it's a lot more, you know, Force, 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 and it's just the way that domestic violence is. It's always geared towards trying to protect women against males from domestic violence. We never really think of a situation in regards to women doing it. The only real time now in recent memory that that's honestly got shine in regards to domestic violence on a woman against a male was the Johnny Depp case. We really don't have like any other situation throughout the last few years in regards to domestic violence as opposed to a men being on the receiving end in regards to women. Yeah, I agree with that too. I mean, it's true. When it comes to domestic violence, women aren't always, women are never painted as the bad guy. It's always men, but because historically it usually is a man. Exactly. So that's just the fact of it. Yeah. But um, it's funny because I saw a picture of Brittany on some golf cart and she had no shirt on and she kind of looked like a guy. Honestly, she didn't have like, she didn't really have boobs. And people were posting like, "Yo, free bro, free bro." All this, I was just like, "These people, these people is." Sick. Yo, the internet is. It's, it's a crazy. Sick, it's a sick place. Yeah. It's, really, it's, really. it's funny. Yes, it's sick. a lawless land. Lawless. Ninety-eight point five WJYN running back sports. How you doing there, Chris? Hey, what's going on, Warren? Hey, Warren. What's up, buddy? Hey, 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 hey. I, uh, I, I noticed you guys were coming on the Brittany Griner uh situation. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I noticed you guys were talking about like you know everything that's going on with her. Um, I know you guys were talking about her domestic violence and how that might skew uh, a factor. You know how people perceive her, but I think a lot of people misconstrue that situation because both were arrested for assault and, and, and disorderly conduct, and both sustained injuries in the incident, and both got suspended the same amount of time for said incident. So in theory, both could be consistent, could be considered domestic abusers in that case. Technically speaking, if we're going to look at like that term of semantics. All right. Hello? Yeah, yeah, we're still here. Yeah. And, you know, but I think America has a really tough, like, situation because it doesn't help that you're like basically Ukraine's best friend and Russ is not really fond of that. So even in theory, if we traded a Russian arms dealer, she comes to America and ninety nine times out of ten she's not gonna serve she's not gonna serve any time here. She's probably going to serve maybe a maybe a month if that get some like at home, you know, be on like probation and go about her rest of her life. 
And I think that's what Russ is like realizing like they're not they're gonna get the short end of the stick regardless. And so it you know it it kind of it kind of hurts that you know Joe Biden's feelings is kind of like in the long place. It, it kind of shows it, it's like it's an unfortunate situation all around. Uh, you know, like you guys said, accountability could be a thing, but you know, like uh, it's it just it's really it's really a tough discussion. It's really a tough thing to really like go into like to unpack it layer by layer. Because it's it's more of a politic thing than anything we can do as athletes, black people, citizens, civilians, all of the Yeah, no, uh yeah, we definitely hear you, Warren. Warren? Hello? Yeah. Oh. Uh, hey, uh, you know, you know, it seems weird because every time I call you, either I can really hear you guys really well, or I can't hear you guys at all. Uh, like the like the phone calls I have with you guys are kind of varied. But you know, I thought you guys were having a great discussion. I just kind of wanted to chime, you know, kind of just chime in briefly about that. Heard that. Heard that, man. We appreciate the call. You said what? I said, I said we heard that, man. We heard that one. We appreciate the call. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, well, I'm having audio issues on my end. I'm going to let y'all go ahead and continue our conversation. Great, 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 uh, great, pop, great show as always. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a good day, Warren. I will talk with y'all soon. Thanks. All right, Warren. See ya. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what I was saying. What were we doing? We were at the. But yeah, either way. What question? Do you think if if it was like a high profile athlete or even just a high profile American citizen, would they? Would you think America would have already pulled the trigger already? Uh, America's number one thing is we don't negotiate with terrorists. You. Think that Russia's in a terrorist state or making terrorists a threat? To me, this is this is this is. I mean, it's almost an act of war. Yeah. Yeah. This is a messy situation. But you're listening to 98.5 WJY and the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, the number is 215-763-9596. And speaking of messy situations. The Deshaun Watson controversy constantly continues, and I just got an ESPN update saying that NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell says evidence calls for a full-year suspension for Deshaun Watson, and the top says that that the league seeks for a tougher penalty for Deshaun Watson because the quarterback actions were egregious and predatorial behavior. Wait, were all the dro- the charges dropped on him? Yeah, all, all the uh, all the actual criminal cases, the civil cases, I think, are still ongoing when he's playing more. So we don't know if it's really true or not. We don't know what the truth within is. The, within, we, within, within the within courts, the he's innocent. Yes. He's innocent, but by public opinion, court of public opinion, is up in the air. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Well, if by courts he is innocent, then what's the point of the judicial system? I mean, I I. 
it's point. hard for me because this is again an issue about women and men in our society and our patriarchy and all in all those things. So for me, it's hard for me to look at this and not have doubts about his innocence or not because I don't believe that women just make outcries just for the sake of making outcries. I don't believe that. Yeah, money always is a big de uh, determining factor why people do things, but that many women, I just I don't know. It's hard for me to to believe that none of it's true. So if some of it is true, even if it's not to the extent of what they claim of what the, the charges or whatever it is, then I think he should have repercussions from if some of it is true. But it's so hard because you don't know. Just because they dropped it, that doesn't mean that it is not true. Yeah. Because money can, is involved with everything. If the money's right or whatever it is, and these women don't want to go through the, the scrutiny of a trial, being dragged and having a recant. That we talk about their story. And, you know, they rather just kind of take money to help them with their lives and just move on, get some therapy and move on. Then I understand why someone would take that route. But now with Deshaun Watson, him getting a six-game suspension, I think in terms of him never playing football again, I don't think that's that bad. And especially if he did do something, I don't know the truth. But maybe if he feels like he didn't do anything, why should I be suspended? And I understand that point too. But if he did do anything inappropriate or whatever it is, then those six games, that I don't think it's that much to, to pay. Just sit out the six games. And from the NFL to go against that, just listen, if, if, if he, in the court of public opinion, no one knows what the truth is. As NFL, you don't want to look like you are condoning sexual misconduct and these kind of behaviors. So to give him the six-game suspension, I think is that's fine. That's that that that's uh that 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 I don't think that's yeah. the big of a deal. Yeah, because then, but I think where where it gets convoluted is for them to then appeal it and then give him the year suspension. It was like, well, just could have suspended him for a year from the beginning. That's what we were all anticipating. Right. So what was the it point? It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Like, this stand point, on it. Like, make yeah. a make a make a decision and stand on it. Why is it such a, a, a hardship to pull the trigger in terms of reprimanding people when they do wrong? It's all about money. It's all because the Browns assigned him. He's who are they going to have as their quarterback? It's all about money. I don't care. I don't give it. I don't. I don't give a because the image that has been, I think, portrayed along a lot of major sports has been that domestic violence and assaults against women is something that can be, is frowned upon, but can be overlooked when the situation and the money is right. And that is not okay. That's not okay. Never, never will be okay. So sometimes you have to bite the bullet, take the cut. The NFL losing to Sean Watson for six games is not going to hurt their pockets at all. It's going to make a ripple in a monsoon, which is nothing. So, it just comes down to greed at this point. Roger Goodell is hilarious. What was the point of appointing Judge Sue Robinson as the ultimate person to decide how long and Deshaun Watson gets suspended? If you're going to go around and be like, hey, you know, yeah, I'm not a fan of, of what how much you suspend them for. So we're just going to appeal it and just do whatever we want anyway. And the whole thing about like, oh, well, this predatorial behavior, this is egregious. I'm like, you've had multiple opportunities, Roger Goodell, NFLPA, to get ahead and show that you actually care about the women watching your product. Because out of all the four major sports in America, 
women watch football the most out of all four four major sports in the entire U.S. Yep. You've had your opportunity to get them front. Like, we talked about the Ray Rice situation at Nazi. That was your perfect opportunity to get ahead of the situation and to make a plan in regards to how you handle the domestic violence situation in regards to the NFL. You didn't do that. You had your opportunity for Greg Hardy. You didn't do that. Josh Brown, you didn't have the chance to do that. Even going back further behind before the Ray Rice situation, the Ben Roethlisberger situation. Oh, God. Yes, you had your opportunity to do that. Even longer before that, you had your opportunity to do that. Granted, Roger Goodell wasn't was Paul Tagliabue at that point. Yeah, right? I mean, at that point, you had your opportunity to do it for the Ray Carew situation, and we all remember how that situation was. Yep. So, to me, I'm this grandstanding from Roger Goodell is hilarious because even before then, you never really cared about showing your solidarity in regards to disciplining these athletes in regards to how they treat women. If that was the case, how come guys like Tariq Hill wasn't suspended for a year? How come guys like Kareem Hunt wasn't well, was suspended for a full year? Where's that energy for literally Robert Kraft, who was kind of in, was in, literally in the same situation in regards to massage parlors as Deshaun Watson? Where's that same energy for Dan Snyder for how he treated the Washington Commander cheerleaders? You had multiple opportunities on multiple fronts to show that you care about women, you care about the women that are watching your product, and more importantly, you show solidarity that people like Deshaun Watson, who, regardless of the legal system, um, disrespects women. You've had your opportunity to be on the forefront of all of that to show that this kind of action is not allowed in our league. But no, you just, the NFL, and multiple, multiple times, every single time we see these certain types of situations, they're way more reactive than proactive. So mm. in regards to all of this, you can appeal it, but honestly, I'm hoping for a countersuit because if this is the action you want to go, there are a lot of skeletons in the NFL closet that is going to come out in regards to this lawsuit. Bravo. Yes, Chris. Kudos. Kudos, Chris. Well said. Well said. Snatch for Christopher with a K. Yes, Chris. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the patronizing for me. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it was good, Chris. I like that. That's true. I agree 100%. Well, Again, money rules and certain people, a small handful of people rule the world and rule, obviously, professional sports and money talks. And if you're not on the, the, the winning side of that, you lose. It doesn't matter if women are, that's the, what they watch the most at all the professional sports. It don't matter because you know why? Men still watch. And you know why? Men still make jokes about sexual assault and still make excuses for sexual assault and domestic violence and still berate women, berate domestic violence on social media and in, in real life. So as long as those men are still watching and still putting in their dollars, that's who our view, that's who our viewership is. Not the women, but those men. Mm-hmm. That's it. Kudos, NFL. <laughs> Let me stop. Not for real. I mean, no, I mean, it is sad though. Well, I'm getting on my nerves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, baby. 
<laughs> Viva Car Vegas, baby. I'm back Yo, in full Viva action. Car Vegas, you mean? Got Viva a Car Vegas. I'm out here. We was outside. I Speaking was of, on, on a lighter note, this is song watching thing is not only depressing but sad. When we've always, when we've just reviewed a history of the NFL, clearly showing they don't give a, a you know what. A damn. Let's a darn. turn the floor to a very successful and in this space, well-respected woman, Carm. How the heck was the conference, yo? Give us the play-by-play. It was good. And who was your friend on your story? <laughs> Friends. Friends. Friends, baby. Z- 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 baby. With a Z. Team Green. With a Z. Team Green, hey, baby. Yo, baby. Team Take green. me out to dinner. Team Green. Nah, okay. but uh, so if anyone. Green is definitely our color. Listen, here's the thing. It was vibes. All right, I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna get to that. Let me just talk about to give every all of all of our listeners the rundown. So is this an impromptu crime corner, by the way. I mean, it can be sure. Music? Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you want me to get Without ladies po- and gentlemen. Yeah, you had live from Viva Carm Vegas. <laughs> the one, the only Carm. Corner. Yes, roll those R's. Yeah, roll those R's. Listen. Yes, I love it. Play my music, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I miss the Norse. You know I miss the Norse. You know you, I miss your dad. Where he at? Okay, Chris. Christopher, can you please have can you please have I mean, that I mean, music? If you miss him, I can give you his number. That sounded crazy. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Don't cross that line. You can play the music, please. Thank you. Hey, what? My girl Jen, don't be fooled, baby. Still calm. Hey, oh, don't make me start rapping. Uh, what? Call me from I the went block. to Vegas. I'm from the F- F- block. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Okay, 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 okay. Oh hey, everyone, it's your girl Carm back from Vegas, Viva Carm Vegas. So this past Wednesday through Sunday, I was in Las Vegas for the annual NABJ, NAHJ for this year conference. Um, NABJ stands for National Association of Black Journalists and NAHJ stands for National Association of Hispanic Journalists. So it was a combination conference. Obviously black and Hispanic journalists from around the world came together and went to this conference. So the conference pretty much is something that happens annually. So NABJ and and, and NAHA organizations that basically is like a um, kind of like a, you know how in Sam's Club you have a membership and it's like you're part of something. That's how those, that's how these things are. Not to compare it to that, but just to, just to make it kind of clear for everyone. Gotcha. It's you come together for, you have a membership and you're a part of this community. And within this community, you know, you have different job opportunities, connections, networking, and kind of just you have people who are like you, who are black or Hispanic journalists in the business, who are going towards their dreams, working in the industry. And it's like a support because as we know, in the world, minorities are not the majority. So even in journalism, it goes the same as we're all journalists in this room on our radio show, being black and brown, you don't always have those supports in terms of representation of someone as your counterpart in the industry. So these associations are great. So this is my first one that I went to. My brother recommended that I go. My brother's actually in the industry. Um, He works for CSNBC in New York. Uh, He's been in the industry for over 20 years. Um, He's a successful reporter. 
you know, he started from the bottom. He's had his first news job in Alaska and has worked his way up from there. So my brother is definitely a big role model for me, inspiration, and he's definitely made a name for himself in the business. So shout out to my brother, Frank Holland. Um, besides that, I went there to, because as you all know, I have my own podcast outside of this show called Who's with Carm, and I do another uh, podcast as well, Straight Shooting. So I've been pursuing my dream of being an on-camera basketball NBA, NFL, WNBA, sports, just reporter, personality. So I went to this conference and it was great. It was days full of career fairs. So we had companies, NBC, ABC, ESPN, different stations, um, CNN, Tegna, all types of media outlets, um, companies, mother companies, smaller companies. Um, the Wall Street Journal was there, Los Angeles Times. Um, it was just a great career fair to go to, to network, to meet people, to possibly get interviews for jobs. They also had resume headshot shooting for free. So they had headshots, a headshot photographer there. You can get free headshots. Um, they had different panels with covering all types of topics along the, across the board with about minority issues, issues in journalism, sports, women, um, you know, finances, how to pivot yourself in the industry, social media, um, Melissa McNutt from the WNBA was there doing a panel. I went to one of her panels. That was really cool. So it was just a weekend full of, like I said, panels, great discussions, different workshops, networking, and career fair. So for me, it was my first one, and I had a great time. I met so many people in the industry that were really just helpful. They gave me some critiques on my reel and gave me feedback. I got positive feedback, and it was definitely encouraging and reaffirming for my passion, which has always been sports and doing this and pursuing on-camera talent. But it was definitely reaffirming for me. So I really just enjoy meeting people who look like me, who understand my struggle, who understand, you know, what it takes to make it, to get a start in the industry, kind of giving me feedback and just having a, feeling like I had a community. So it was really nice. Um, it was fun too. It was in Vegas. So, you know, obviously I went out, I enjoyed the pool. I met a lot of great people, partied. It was funny because our the party that's kind of closed the conference was at the House of Blues and Dougie Fresh was there and he actually did like a little set for us. Because it was a closed event for the journalists. It was just, just the people from the conference are allowed to be there. And he was there. He did a whole little set. So it was really cool. Um, that's where I met the ladies you saw on my story in the green dresses. Because me, um, this girl Alicia, this girl Faven, we all had on crazily green dresses. And we were in the bathroom. We saw each other. And we decided to go nuts. We're like, oh, my God, look at us in the same. Like, and here's the thing about girls, especially about colors. We're in the exact same shade of green, too. It wasn't like different shades. It was the same shade. So we were like, this is meant to be. We, were call we, kept we started calling ourselves Team Green. And we just started hanging out the whole entire night. So it was really fun. I met a lot of great journalists from Houston, um, everywhere. So it was so encouraging, so fun. I definitely got a lot of good contacts. I feel rejuvenated. A lot I feel, of people poured into your cup. Yeah, oh yeah. And I feel like it was cool to see that there's so many people out there starting off from different starting points. It's not just one starting point or one way. Or some people my age have been in the industry for 10 years. Some people are just starting. So it was great to see that and to experience that, especially in a place like Vegas with my brother and you know his tribe. It was great. And I definitely recommend any black, brown, Hispanic 
people who are aspiring to be journalists or whatever it is, definitely join and get a membership. It's worth it because of the networks at your disposal and just the experience of having people who like who are names. Like it's not just you just met people who are up and coming. You met people who are CEOs, who are executive producers, who are directors at big companies, CBS. You you're around these people talking to them. You know what I mean? I met um Alex Holly. She was there. Hey. Yeah, I, and she's very she's sweet. Cool. Yeah, she's, uh, she's at my job. I met her yeah, she was very sweet. I met her, talked to her a little bit. You know, I met a lot of people just to say that. Yeah, just to, just to say this too, not to like throw out names, just to say it just for our Philly audience, just to say that people that you know, that you see on TV every day, like Alex Holly and that kind of thing, she was at something like this. So someone who is established mm -hmm. in her career still finds the value in being at a conference like this because of the network and because of what it gives back. And because you never too into your career to learn and to grow and to meet new people. So I, I really enjoyed it. I was going to say the cool part for me is her being at the NABJA, NAHJ, and not just any old journalism career oh yeah. fair expo. Oh yeah. Like knowing that I can go bring up, I can go not to say she wouldn't, but to say I can bring up anybody, but I'm going to particularly bring up young men and young women who look like me and come from where I come from. Oh yeah. And that's that's powerful because I think that's a lot of what goes on in our communities like that like just hearing you talk and gush and see people infinitely over overlapping who look like you in the same field as you looking towards that same success. A amount of positive energy that was probably bred in that room. Oh yeah. It's and like I, you could you could feel it walking in. Yeah, and I met people from Puerto Rico. There was a lot of journalists from Puerto Rico that were at the fair like from the island. They have their own network going on in PR. There's different chapters in different places. They got a chapter in PR, Chicago, LA. They got chapters everywhere for the from NABJ and HJ. So they got it, one here? Yeah. I think I believe so. I believe so. But either way, I loved it. I really enjoyed myself. And uh, I'm glad that I went. It was definitely a little money to get there, especially for the membership and a go and a plane and everything. But it was worth it. It was worth the investment in myself because it's not about the money. It's about me investing in myself, my career, and what I want. And sometimes you got to spend to get. To get where you need to go. Yes. So it was great. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I definitely understand where you're coming from. Hey, uh, so how much was the membership? The membership, depending on where you're at in your career, if you're a professional, it's a hundred. Um, if you're uh, like a beginner kind of professional, it's a hundred. But I think if you're not a professional, I think it's like two hundred. But then I so but then there's lifetime too. You can pay like a certain amount and get it for a lifetime. It's kind of like a deal. Wow. But I'm not sure about the lifetime membership. But I know for to get like a professional one, it's a hundred. Okay. So it's pretty. You know, obviously that might seem a little steep, but the connections and network that you get access to. Yeah, yeah, because it's certain jobs and certain things that you see that you wouldn't see normally just off LinkedIn or just off Indeed. Like, it's not like having that exclusiveness in terms of being connected. I'm telling you, the people that I saw, the people that I met, um, it was they were there because it was NABJ, it was NAHJ. It wasn't just because it was just journalists, it's because of these journalists. It was, it, and it's like people, uh, people in our community uplifting each other. And especially in this field, it's not about more often than not, it's about who you know instead of what you know. Completely. Right. It's all about your connections and your network. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously it's about your connections and network. And if you have the talent and you're ready. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the biggest things because you can know whoever you want to know. But if you ain't got the goods, you ain't got the goods. Hmm. Acting, so, journalism, kind of all in that same vein of things where it's like, it is more about getting to know people than just, hey, I'm going to show up here and get this job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I shudder to think how many times someone has the ex 
ESPN experience of, oh, I just showed up, showed them my resume, and then like got the job off the, I think it had to be someone brought you in or someone saw you or someone, you met someone in a conference like the one you were at right. or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I don't know how you get an NBC job without knowing someone who works at NBC. Well, it's, you know? just, it's just cool because being there too, someone was telling this at a panel, you never know who you're going to meet and where people are at. So it's always good just to be genuine and just to meet people genuinely as you come across them naturally. You know, because it's like you meet someone Absolutely. today who could be, you know, just a PA working in, you know, NBC Philly. They blow up and one day be the CEO of, you know, it's just you just never know who you're going to meet and who, you know, it's always important just to build relationships with everyone because that's just you just never know. Absolutely. So shout out to Vegas. I had a great time. I definitely was vibing by the pool. If you know me, you know I'm a sun child. I was definitely by the pool chilling on that on that Saturday because it was kind of like those three days, it was exhausting. Not in a bad way, but just in a way of networking and, and meeting so many people and talking. Yeah. It was a lot. It was definitely exhausting. I probably ate one meal a day when I was there because yeah. I just had no time. It was just, you go to the networking, then you got to go to the reception, then you got to go mingle. And, you know, it was just constant. You're just going and just, you know, so many people were in different rooms. Like the, the head of CNN was at the CNN party. It was like, oh, you know what I mean? It was It was just so encouraging and uh, you know, motivate. It made me feel more motivated to really get after what I know I need to do. So, shout out to, shout out to the orgs. Yep. Once again, you're listening to ninety eight point five WJYN, the running best sports show. If you want to call to join the discussion, that number is two one five seven six three nine five nine six. Yep. Arms rejuvenated. I'm feeling different out in these streets. Oh yeah. I'm feeling fine. Okay. This is normal. Um, okay. I just, but, you know, it's lit. I just want to say, I know this is just to those out there, but I just want to say RIP to Olivia Newton John, who passed away yesterday. Um, I'm former star of Greece. Yeah, I'm definitely, but besides Greece, you know, she's had a pop career that spanned like all these decades. She's had so many number ones. Bless um, right. Physical. You know, uh, I honestly love you. The song she sung from Greece. Apparently that show Xanadu or whatever. I never seen it, but um, I honestly, when I heard that, not saying I was, I definitely felt kind of like it made me. It made me a little sad because Greece is my favorite musical ever. Ever that sounds crazy to me. I love Greece, and I remember Greece is the first musical I ever saw, and it's my favorite musical ever. I remember watching Greece coming across Greece at my summer camp in Longcrest in Alani. And um, I'm sorry, not Nolly in Longcrest. I came across the, the, the VHS tape. I put it on and everybody was outside playing at camp. And I was like in the little hangout room at camp. And I started watching Grease and I just loved it. And I would spend every day at camp just replaying Grease by myself in the TV room watching Grease. I know like every word to that, to that musical, to that movie. So to hear Sandy died, I'm like, dang. You know, because Grease was like my childhood. I love Grease and I still do. Danny Zuko, Sandy, like, it's just, it definitely kind of hits you a little different when someone like that, you know, it's like, it's a memory. It's childhood. And it's like, wow. And she was only 73. She was not that old. You know, she still had some life, but she had cancer. She'd been dealing with cancer the past like 10, 15 years. So RIP to her and her, you know, condolences to her family. It's never easy losing anybody, especially from something like that. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Sandy, because you definitely gave me a memory as, as a child and a happy time that I always think about. 
and also just a quick shout out RIP to one of the to a, a very instrumental part to Motown Records Lamont Dozer passed away peacefully today in Arizona at age 81. He uh, was credited to a lot of songs that came out during the 60s. Um, Reach Out, I'll Be There by the Four, four Tops, Heat Wave, How Sweet It Is, mm. Baby Love, Stop in the Name of Love, and You Keep Me Hanging On. Wow. A lot Some of hits. Some yeah. big record. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. to him. You know, it's, it's never easy to hear these things. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, <clears throat> we're doing the condolence corner. Um, there was an accident uh, about two weeks ago on 52nd and Parkside, a hit and run um, involving a pickup truck and a young man on the bike. Oh, I heard about that. Um, he was actually a, a friend of mine. Oh, um, wow. We called him Nas, but his name is Nair Cunningham. Um, he was a good man. He was a good dude. Always saw me, always gave good and positive energy. Never wanted for anything, never asked for anything. He was just literally like when somebody's like, yo, you a vibe, he was a vibe. He always had a, a harmonica in his hand and was just around and was just always wanted to beatbox, always wanted to do music and was just, he was a good dude. So rest in peace and long live nice. Wow. Yeah. Sad. A lot of crazy things are happening yeah. in this city. It's like, you don't even want to bring it up somewhat. You know what I mean? That stuff that happened with that mom recently. Like, I just, it's just too much. I know you guys heard about that. I don't think we need to even talk about it because it's just, it, it made me sad. I don't want, I don't want to talk about it. Just, you know, I, all prayers to those, you know, six little girls out there, you know, and their family. It's just horrible. Oh, oh, I never know. Oh, you heard, I know you heard about that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's yep, not yep, even yep, worth it. It's not yep, even worth to talk about. To yeah. But I just want to say that you know, rest in peace to their mother. And I just pray that, like you know, those little girls, they stay can stay together, and you know, just for their life stay and protected. yeah, they're you know what they will be dealing with going forward in the future. You know, it sucks. It's horrible. But I mean, we're getting depressed. All we're getting depressing all over again. Sorry, guys. But you know, again, this is a sports show for yeah. the culture, and hate to. It's hit these notes sometimes, but in terms of sports and the way life works, it's just where it's just where things are at times, and you have to address it and then just take a breath and just go on, you know, move forward. So us not bringing it up, us not talking about it, it doesn't do. It's not justice for our part of being a part of journalists, telling the truth and talking about the culture, which is things that happen on everyday life. It's not just sports. Yeah, no facts. It's just that we went from you know talking about you know the Brittany Grind and Deshaun Watson to you know your positive trip and you being able to see you know a bunch uh, a bunch of reporters a bunch of journalists successful people in the broadcasting spectrum that look like you and then it just then we just go back to this but um let's let's go to some NBA talk and once again the it's been a really quiet. Kyle's favorite players talking again. Who? KD. Kevin Durant. My, my favorite player. Yeah, um, Steve Nash got to go or I'm done. What? Que, que? Que? That's your man. Por que? We, got, we hired him Por que? That's like if we all work together and no, Carl no, like, no, yo, no, 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 hire my no. homie. Like, I'm no. telling you, they hire you. Hire my homie. Like, he's going to be cool, right? Good. And then they hire you. Hire your homie. And then next week you come to me like, yeah, you got fired, man. What do you mean we hired him? We bought you? him in. Right. Right. 
This is not like this is a handpicked Josiah coach. You like, listen, Josiah, this is me or him. You're literally like, dude, this was the coach you picked. You have a backup. So now he's pretty much saying, oh, y'all go find the coach because the coach I want is suck. But how can you, how can he make that des- that decision about Steve Nash when it's only been one full season, bro? Like, give him a chance. It's He had to deal with all you guys' nonsense. You being hurt, Harden and Kyrie, Kyrie's vaccine, all this nonsense. I mean, how can he really have a game plan and push the team to success when he wasn't even really had a team? To be honest, all this just proves is that Kevin Durant is just not that good in building a team. He's, He's not, not a, a GM. GM. Not going. <laughs> nice to see you two on the same page. Finally, for once. JK. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's not a general manager. He tried to be LeBron. It's you cannot be LeBron. Nobody can be LeBron he but LeBron. 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 LeBron James. LeBron James. That's like, it. Like, we make fun of the Steve Nash situation. Like, bro, you're literally the one to advocate. He asked for that. Yo, yes. KD, and not real? to mention, Kyrie doubled down saying, we really don't need a head coach. So what was the point? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. A lot of what happens surrounding or involving Kevin Durant and Kyrie be like, we heard what y'all said. Y'all stood on it because y'all are men and y'all are millionaires. So you have the space and literal platform to stand on whatever you want. But the thing that always, I think, comes from everyone around them is almost like, what are you standing on again? It's just, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Katie, just go get a body and just come on back. Yo. Come on back. Yo. And just let Steve Nash coach another season. He It'll be okay. The, he do got the PZZ in him, yeah. Just get a body, Kay. I think you'll look good. A body. Yeah, grow your beard out. you look good, you know? I think it'll be a good look for you. You don't like Megamind. Don't do that. That's fine. Better than Patch. You know that's my hood, right? I'm just saying. <laughs> uh... Don't disrespect me like that, dog. 98.5 WJYN. What's up, Chris? It's Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Jordan. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Uh, Listen, leave my guy alone, man. Leave his hair alone, Carmen. Yo, Jordan, what's up? What's up with him? Come on, Jordan. You got to admit, Jordan, you know you want him to you want him to just take to just take it off. Take it down. You know that. Come on. In a couple of years, I'm not ready right now. Uh, not right now. Uh, okay. Maybe 40. He has a really terrible <laughs> Right now, just though. keep it, just brush it. Just, I don't know. Surgery, try to fill up the holes. Uh, no, just, uh, hair club the hole was plural, Jordan. I don't know the hair terminology, but uh, <laughs> leave him alone, man. Like, he, I mean, yeah, just leave him alone, bro. Like, leave, leave, leave his hair alone. So you just called us and said, tell us uh, to leave him alone? Durant, uh, defender, but yeah. Guys, I'm sorry. You just called us just to tell him to leave the Tell us to leave him alone. What happened? You're just calling us to tell him. You're just calling us to tell Kevin to leave Kevin Durant alone, right? You mean oh the um uh, oh the situation? Listen, guys. You, I mean, for the past two years, we've seen guys try to like finagle their way out of their situation, i.e. Uh, James Harden, i.e. Ben Simmons. I mean, when it comes to James Harden, my man put on a fat suit and said, I'm not going to play here. Get me out of here and got out of there. And, you know, Ben Simmons, although we cannot oversee uh, mental health issues that people are dealing with every day, but we've seen these couple of these situations where guys are trying to, like, I guess, press hard within their trade requests. It's almost like, Chris, it's almost like uh, you go to work and, like, 
you kind of want to call out and like you try to finagle your way out the situation like oh i'm sick or something like that but really you want to go to a concert or something like that you know and things of that nature so i just think him i don't think we shouldn't really look we, we shouldn't really look at him personally or attack him personally for going at uh steve nash and Sean Marks. I mean, Steve Nash, this guy, they built a relationship. I don't know if you guys remember the, the KD uh, documentary, The Offseason, but he's known Steve Nash for years. So mm-hmm. I don't think he would deliberately just scapegoat him just like that. I think it was just kind of like a maybe his a way to finagle his way, to use him to finagle his way out of the Brooklyn Nets, which I don't think it hurt. I don't think that helped at this particular moment in time. I think possibly it might have hurt his chances to get out that situation. And then basically you just saw the governor last night respond by saying, and quote unquote, even though he didn't say that publicly, but in the tweet that he said, he just said, F you, like, he, we're not doing that. We're doing what's best for the Brooklyn Nets. So mm-hmm. I, I just think it was just type of a plan to try to force his way out of Brooklyn at that particular, at this particular moment in time. Yeah. And honestly, it's like, Shout out to Josiah because not a lot of owners would more like owners more often than not, especially in today's NBA, would accommodate for the star player. Very rare we see. She's like, yeah, no. What are you doing? No. Like, we're keeping our GM and we're keeping our coach. If you want to be traded, then by all means, we need to get the right compensation for you to go. Otherwise, I got you for you four years. I don't have to trade you. But you have to look. You're right. They have every right to look at it. That at that. At, they the way how you describe it. You, they have every right to believe that they don't have. They don't have to do anything with them. Actually, they have all the leverage. And and like you just said, just last year he just signed a, a signed an extension. But I think from KD's point of view, remember KD is just a hooper. Like literally, he's just a hooper, not a leader. And that's okay because being a because he's one hell of a baller. He's one of the best players in the world, but he's not a leader. So when you defer to a guy like Kyrie, and Kyrie, and we all think, and he's a he's box office. This guy's one of the best finishers in the league, basically one of the best handles in the league. But sometimes Kyrie and his decisions comes, his decisions affects the team. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like that that description that I, I told you, I think, when I called up here. It's like, you know, the hardest thing when you're in a group is constantly thinking of everyone else before yourself. And his decisions within the past couple of years, he's always think of himself before the team. And you're talking about a you're talking about guys who haven't even been there, who have been who are practically starving to taste to go to the finals and compete for a championship as far as K D and Kyrie. They don't have that. They don't have that burden on their back. They don't have that monkey on their back as far as winning championships because they've been there. They've done that. So that I mean, they have the thirst to compete every year. They have the thirst to com- try to compete every year to go to the finals, but they don't have that 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 ammunition, that drive to be like, I got to go win the championship. Just like, which is why I think that's why Harden wanted to get out that situation because he just foresee that they don't have that same. You know that that force to like I have to go win a championship. I have to win the championship. So I just think that him and Kyrie 
together. They, I, I, I just think that he cannot defer to Kyrie anymore. He needs to go to a team where he could just play basketball, be the smoke. Don't have to worry about, don't have to be the communicator, don't have to run the locker room, don't have to be the leader. Just play your role, go on the, go, go on the team, play your role, play basketball. All you think about is basketball 24-7, and that's it. And I don't think he has that access in Brooklyn. But again, Brooklyn has all the leverage. So they really don't have to do any. I mean, this. think about this. It. Kevin Durant, like, how do you, like, do you know, like, how many picks, uh, players you would have to get to get this kind, this kind of generational talent? Honestly, think about it. Personally, for me, I don't think his market is as good as it. I don't think you're going to get like a Rudy Gobert package for Kevin Durant at this point, especially. No, nah, I think I, I, not to cut you off, but I think even that Minnesota deal, they shot them. They could have. To me, it's like that's a situation that you have to pay attention closely because you might have shot yourself in the foot for that. You gave up all of that to Rudy Gobert, like. Because first of all, your cap is your cap is messed up. You have you you have to you have to, at the very least have to make it to the conference finals in order for it to, for that trade to be a success. You basically shot yourself in the foot. But we we can't I can't I can't say that I can't conclude that until we see them actually go on the court. But you gave up all of that for Rudy Gobert. That's a that is What's a major what, gamble though? on on their part. But go all ahead. Of, all of what though? What did they give all up of? They gave a couple pick swaps for picks that, let's be honest, the way they were trending weren't going to be great regardless. And they gave up no actual prospects that matter. Pat Bev is awesome, but, like, let's be honest, he wasn't going to be that big of a piece, especially not at $16 million a clip. So, and I think a part of this that people are forgetting is this is a bankman on Carl Anthony Towns is at his peak right now, call his prime. And Ant hasn't even reached his prime yet. So that's the big bank that they're banking on. That Ant is about to have one of those, all right, it's his third year. He's seen the league. He's seen playoff basketball. He's already fearless. He's going to turn that corner. That's a 25-point game score you just inserted into a lineup. And then you inserted a defensive anchor, and now Cat doesn't have to patrol the paint. So even defensively and offensively, it frees him up to have more space. So you now have a dangerous defense offensive team that also defended at a high level last year over spurts consistent inconsistently now you add the consistency that is rudy gobert in the back line and you can have a team that can easily outscore you or out defend you on any night now the only thing is will cat and will ant really turn that corner and realize who they are and what they can do because the west is wide open behind the first three or four teams but the so. thing about it i'm not arguing that but what i'm saying is that is that like i don't want to sound like uh, maybe two and like maybe too mean or anything like that, but Minnesota they don't really play that smart. Like they don't play. Remember they gave up. I think it was about maybe three games last year against the against the Grizzlies, where they were up like nearly double digits, and they and they and they still lost. Yeah. They don't play that. They don't play that smart. They don't really have that. I think losing Pat Beverly is going to be a a big deal for them because they don't have that veteran to like. At least put the fire, put that fire into them as far as motivation and help them play smart and hold them accountable. I don't think they have that that veteran anymore within that within their bench to hold these guys accountable. And it's like Cat, he's a Cat is a great basketball player, but he sometimes he just 
That's with the three fouls targets and, 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 and just making just not great basketball decisions. So that's why that makes it makes the deal a little bit shaky. I mean, I, I see that they're trying to copy what they're doing with the Bucks, where you see Brook Lopez at the five, and you see Giannis at the four, where he could remove, where he can maneuver and he could do what he wants in the paint. You can't, you can't guard, you can't guard a uh, Giannis, and you, and you see Brook Brook Lopez was a stretch five. But at the end of the day, it's just that Rudy Gobert. I mean, he still doesn't really defend the perimeter that well, and it's like. And again, the cap situation. So then you got to you, – can you lure contend, – not contenders, but veterans that could help that team elevate them to at the very least make it to a conference finals? That's the part that's a bit tricky for me. So I don't know if that's that, – that, I don't know. They might have they could, they might have shot themselves in the foot, but we don't know. We have to see. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh I think a lot of the things that happened with the the Wolves last year was they just they just couldn't make shots when they needed to make shots and defensively they just kind of let things go they're not disciplined enough and I do think Rudy Gobert adds a component at the rim rim protector you know big man kind of get up there you know dunk it real quick whatever that kind of easy too if you want to do a push like that and you want to move more fast pace which I think would would benefit the Wolves moving at more of a faster pace offense but I, I I just think that it is to me, I agree with you, Jordan, in, in the terms of it is kind of like what are they what is gonna be the the result of this? Because I disagree with Maul in terms of I don't think that Rudy's gonna be like the the anchor of the team. Because Rudy to me just seems too self-absorbed to really be a true leader. Like, hey guys, let's get together. I think he's kind of worried about hair? himself. Huh? You see that blonde hair? It's the hair of a leader. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that can be, I don't know if that's true. But hey, you know, let's see what like Jordan said. We got to see how it plays out because they haven't played together yet. But I think the Wolves, if Cat and Ant don't produce like they're supposed to, I do think they need someone else. They do need someone else to go along with those two because Rudy is not the offensive nothing. So I think that they definitely need a third, and a veteran could help them. Pat Bev, he's too emotional. You know what I mean? He's too he is the grit and all that, but he's just too. He's too much drama, I think. They need someone that's going to mellow them and kind of bring them to reality. Like, yo, let's play defense. Even even still then, and Jordan, sorry to cut you off, because I know like you probably had a thought. But no, think about it. The two times throughout the last 15-odd years that the Timberwolves have made the playoffs, they've had a guy that even though he is like they like to yell, their style was like a little more rambunctious, that was the year they had Jimmy Butler. Who was a who was a veteran who wouldn't accept losing in any coach who doesn't accept any losing culture he doesn't like losing period yeah and then out last year what you saw with Pat Beverly <laughs> so I kind of have to agree that you need a guy like that in your locker room that's going to be in your face who's like yo we ain't going to go down like this and as talented as Rudy Gobert is three time defensive player of the year he ain't that guy Rudy don't care about no one but himself. Uh, I just Yo, think that y'all he, are so slanderous uh, on this. Show. I just this don't think crazy, that man. he. I mean, you, you even heard Tracy McGrady like. Yo, Tracy, McGrady yeah. had a great quote like, "What do you do in the off season?" So he's questioning like, "What does he do, particularly with, in, in the off season of how he works out?" But again, I just think that we have to play it out to see if it works. Uh, he blocks a million how, shots. I mean, yeah, I just Rudy think Gobert that we have to see. 
you have to see how that plays out. I think that's a bit tricky. But to give up all of that for, for him, I don't know. And then you see Utah, they're trying to see Utah, they're trying to do the uh trade of Danny. He's trying to do replicate that same mindset of trying to get a haul for uh what's his name? Uh Donovan Mitchell. And then you see him linked to New York. But I, I just don't understand of how how can you start two undersized backcourts in whatchamacallit in uh, Donovan and uh, what's the other guy's name? I forgot from Dallas. Jalen Brunson. Brunson. Listen, it's the Knicks. They don't make any sense. This is the same Knicks in which Jalen <laughs> Brunson, R.J. Barrett, and Julius Randle teamed up on a three-on-three league, and they lost by thirteen. No, it was Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. They lost by thirteen. Wait, what? Obi Toppin, um, Julius, Brunson, and, and Julius Randle all played in a in a three-on-three against like an amateur team, and they lost by thirteen. That's funny as shit. So, uh, yeah, baby, NYC, uh, Jordan. Atlanta was not, Atlanta's big three, though, was out there looking crazy in the uh, Oh, were they? Oh, DeJounte Murray with the Palo Vanchero drama? Please. Yo, just, take a seat, DeJounte. It? Please, no, relax. No, relax. No, relax. No, Paolo, relax. Right, sit down. Right, sit down, Paolo. Right, sit real, down, hold Paolo. Hold on, hold on. Real quick, real Sorry. quick. Who side you on? Real quick. Nobody. Real quick. Jordan, man, we appreciate the call. Oh, uh, real quick before I leave. Oh yeah, shoot. I, think, I, I do think that y'all did pretty good in y'all, in y'all off season. I see James put it in work. He's playing pickup. I think you guys did really really well as far as getting DeAnthony and uh, getting uh, mm-hmm. PJ, and then you got uh, uh, Daniel House. Mm-hmm. I think you guys checked off all, all y'all boxes as far as perimeter defense, uh, perimeter defense, yep. rebounding. I think you guys did pretty well. I, I, I you guys should be definitely. Yeah. At, the, at the very least, try to get past the second round. Oh, I, I would pray so, well. Jordan. Listen, you seen, listen, you seen the prodigal son, Tyrese Maxey, getting yoked up. <laughs> but you know what's so crazy? You know who's quiet within within this whole situation? Who's been quiet all summer? Who hasn't been on social media? Joel Embiid. So he's Joel probably in the lab. He in the lab. In a hot gym in Cameroon with Luke Mabamute, shirtless for nine hours straight, shooting one footed jumpers. He could be a good three and D guy for y'all if he make if he can make jump shots. Yeah, hopefully Matisse, you know, be able to turn that corner also. That would require him to actually practice shooting. Who knows? He, he, how, he you, how you know where he at? He probably in the lab also. He probably came to my job with Jordan Mylotta. How you how you know? How you know you're out there cooking? What noodles and noodles? You not you certainly can't be talking about offensive basketball. I'm just saying. Yeah, he should have hit me, man. It's crazy. I wouldn't want to see Matisse. And hopefully, and hopefully, Tobias Harris. You gonna have him with his jumper? Oh no, I, I, I seen your jumper. Was, Never I mind. Think he was because of the Ben Simmons situation. I think he was put into multiple positions that he hasn't really played before. Absolutely. Having to guard the best player on the other team. Yep. But if he could be consistent and know what him and Harden and Joel and Bede are gonna do, and he stays consistent. Y'all should be pretty good. Yeah. Or they might slip him for another contract. But I will say this. Keep, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if I hear, because Maury does have a, has a past history of like doing players. I wouldn't say doing players wrong, but kind of say something and do something the next, i.e. what he did to, what he did to Chris Paul and he traded Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook and what he did to Carmelo Anthony, where damn near he wasn't playing for a year and a half and cut him during, after 10 games. And basically, he was he was out the league until 2019. So I would keep an eye out on that. So 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't blink. Even though, uh, I don't know if, because it does require that you have to give up Maxi. But I don't know if, if, if there are more could pull a rabbit off the hat and you got to get KD. Wow. I'm, I'm Gucci, that. my guy. We're not getting Kevin. This is going to be the team no, that we're no, going to no. roll out on that. Even if we you never know, it could be a, it could be a three or four team deal. I'm not saying I'm not saying definitively. I'm just saying I wouldn't rule it out. I just want to I just want the Sixers to we'll get see. another player, not necessarily we'll KD. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jordan. We appreciate the call. All right, my guys. See Take guys. it easy. All right, Jordan. Once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJMY and the running back sports show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, the number is 215-763-9596. Listen, we got everything we listen. No, we don't. We do not have everything we need. Yes, Sixers we do. do not. I'm sorry. They don't. They're going to be missing a piece. <sighs> come come down to the playoffs. They will be missing a piece. And y'all be like, damn, Carm, you were right. Like, yeah. Carm was cool the first hour. The second hour, she has, just, she has us in the first half. Not going to lie, I'm just lie. saying that you guys will remember this Carm, conversation. Let me ask you this question. The the hour, you just chose violence, huh? Carm, let me saying. ask you this question if Joel and me was healthy, do, do they win that series against Miami? Possibly, possibly. Oh, okay, possibly. it at least goes seven. Yeah, but the Heat might have came out with it because they have a better branch, they have a deeper branch, they don't, they don't have the wear and tear like the Sixers did. Well, I think our bench is better this year if Isaiah huh? Joe actually plays. Daniel House. Who's our backup big man? Please, who's our backup big man? Paul Reed. B ball Paul. The I'm Paul sorry. Reed that, is not, that is not going to cut it. That's not cutting it. What so, you mean? He in the lab with Tobias Harris. I don't care. Paul Tobias? Paul you're, put, retired. you're putting our faith in our in our, in, our, in the franchise on Tobias's Leadership. First of all, I like he's a good leader. He's a good leader. Stop with the Tobias slander. Look, Tobias. I don't don't have. Listen, let me finish. Let me finish. I don't have a problem with Tobias. That guy is literally a pillar of the community. I think Tobias is a great guy in the community, and I see that he cares, and that's fine. But Paul Reed is not a reputable backup for Joel. I don't care. That's it. I would like. Period. Goodbye. Paul Reed is not going to cut it. Well, we when, these play- to McGee, when, these, when these playoffs come and Paul Reed is getting slapped out there, slapped around, you're going to be like, dang, Carmen. I mean, maybe we should. Paul Reed getting slapped around these last we playoffs? We should have. Ad- it don't. Chris, Chris, Chris. I'm, I'm just saying. Maybe I'm if just Paul saying, Reed like, the man can't get maybe better. Maybe if Paul Reed could have played better, maybe Joel could have sat out longer and I mean, got healthier and came back How do you expect him to play better later. if he's on the bench all the time? It don't matter. He just shouldn't be on the team. Let's get someone else. That's what I'm saying. I don't. What do you? I don't care. Like who, I agree. Like, if like he's, who? who if exactly? he's gonna be on the team, he should get more play. If he's gonna be on the team, and that's the backup, Doc needs to play him consistently and get him that. And experience. I think that's exactly what Daryl Morley's plan is. He's like, I'm not gonna sign the backup center because I'm going to force your hand to play Paul Reed and let you develop, make sure he develops. Okay, y'all, y'all, can, y'all can die on this Paul Reed round. Go ahead. I mean, oh, wait, hold on. Go ahead. It's all good. And then and again, I think we need again. So we got Melton. We got House, who I think is up in the air to me. PJ, let's see how he plays because he could be the PJ. Is he going to be the PJ of the Bucks in the Heat, or he's going to be the PJ of Mawashed? We don't know yet. We have to see. I mean, I'm just saying. Melton every- is cool. Maxi obviously is amazing. Tobias has proven himself to be solid. Harden, let's see how he plays. It's all. It's a lot of big of what is. The only so person Joe I takes have, another leap. The only person I have confidence in a thousand percent is Maxi and Joel. That's okay. the only people I have confidence in so, a thousand percent. Everybody so, okay. else. Let's Chris. just say everybody. Sorry. What? We're Excuse on. Me. We're on. We're on Excuse live me. radio, bro. Excuse like me. lean over to the side. Anyways, um, 
Hey, we're on the radio. We're on FM radio. People are listening in their cars, and Chris is Excuse like me, letting it loose. Like, come on. Oh, do you realize how many Sorry, times guys. I, oh, Sorry, I'm everyone. Multiple times I had to hit the dump button. Over that's fine, you. but I'm not burping on, on the mic. Okay. That's my that's my bad. That's my apologies. All right, bet. Hey. So uh, I'm just saying, I'm just uh, <laughs> That that y'all are being childish. Y'all being childish. Are we? Because that wasn't even a real birth. That was a fake noise. It was childish. Your reaction isn't being childish. No, that's what I think. No, no, that's a compliment. We are on the radio, gentlemen. We're not in our car on the sidewalk. People are listening to us and caring about our sports talk, not to hear us hear y'all burp. Y'all don't say y'all. I literally made a false noise just to see how you're gonna react. Y'all, Chris. Y'all. Anywho, back to the subject. What do you mean by that? I what do you mean by think we still need a big now who's not Paul Reed and someone else to contribute to the to the bench. Maybe a stretch four, three and D type, somebody else. So all right, I'll, I'll pose this question to you. You've seen this roster, you see what it is, right? Let's just assume everybody is at least average version of them. Let's just say two or three people take a take a step forward outside the people I'm gonna discuss. So let's say D'Anthony Melton's a plus, Daniel House is a plus-ish. P.J. Tucker is just P.J. Tucker, right? James Harden is healthy. just healthy. I, we don't even have to speculate if he's going to be 30 a game. Let's just say he's healthy, which healthy Brooklyn James Harden was at before the hamstring was 25, 10, and 5. MVP candidate. Okay. So then Tyrese takes that step, right? And then Joe has another level to go to. You still wouldn't believe we had a shot? I'm talking 31, 32 I, a game I, I would for say, Joe. 32 I would and 12 say, for Joe. I would Joe, say there's crazy. a shot. But I definitely believe that our bench is still an issue. Shake Milton. What about Bios? Market. What if we get a I big man or a trade, man trade? Trade them out and get rid of Paul Reed. And I think we have an absolute. I don't think you get rid of Paul Reed. hundred percent, a hundred percent shot. Get someone better. Yo, the y'all I'm, can listen to me. Y'all gonna be talking about this when I'm we're sorry, in the playoffs, to me, the and you're gonna say, Carmen, you're right. I'm sorry. Here's it's okay. A, Keep talking. Carl, aren't you the same person who's like, the Sixers need people that are going to go out and hustle and they need energy. Literally, Paul Reed. Did you, watch, did, you, did you watch Paul Reed in the summer league? Did you watch the it all? The summer league. It doesn't matter. That just shows you what you're going to get. The you, summer did league. Did you watch it? Did yeah, you watch it? I also watched Markel Fultz cook. I also watched Ben Simmons cook in the summer league also. It's, it's not about cooking. It's about looking like you're a chicken with your head cut off. Paul Reed was literally one of the only Sixers that actually looked good on that summer league team. That summer league team, but yeah, it was. That Shout mean, out to Charlie Brown Jr. <laughs> anyways, you guys, I think Philadelphia fans, you guys being part of that, you you minimize things that need to be truly addressed. If you want to be a great team, you have to have it on every cylinder. You can't bank that Joel is going to carry instead of promising. You can't bank that James Harden is going to play decent. You have to have all the right pieces to come together. You're, Every you're piece. asking Paul Reed. He's like, listen, I just need you to play oh, five minutes while Joel and B get some water. It's never. Here's the thing. We don't know if it's going to be that. Joel and B could. Who knows what could happen? I mean, that's fair. You, you, you're she, saying she you don't. Right on that you, you're banking that. Then we got PJ Tucker at center. What's up with it? Again. Again, you guys are banking on Joel B having to put the entire team on his back because we don't have enough. Have enough. And have him carry the team on his back. We don't got to use those people. I don't that's think that's going to be. I don't think that's going to be the situation. Think, but that's not what. Can I be think the if truth. anything, you they're probably going to Kawhi Leonard. This uh, Joel and listen to me. The Sixers need to make sure that every single man on that roster is is reputable, can do it, can do it well, and there's no weaknesses. Obviously, no one's perfect, uh, but there's no blatant weaknesses. Every team weaknesses. has a weakness. It, listen to me. Teams that are put together 
championship style have the components that come together and can lean on each other when others don't have it. The Sixers are leaning on Joel fully and solely because they don't have enough in the other components. So y'all can think what you want, say what you want. Okay. But that's the truth. I'm done. Okay. Let me pose you this. And that was Carm's evil corner. <laughs> Whatever. Carm, let me ask you this. If the Warriors weren't in the West, did the Rockets make it to the NBA Finals? I mean, because that team was just solely dependent on James Harden. No, and a bunch they of don't. Shooters. They don't. And here's the thing. They didn't. You know why? Because James Harden didn't have enough, and he didn't have enough on that team. So that's the reality, Chris. These yo, ifs, on, these ifs, yo, these out, ifs mean nothing. These Carmen if the Sixers had more, if if Joel doesn't get hurt, if, if was the fifth, we'd all be drunk. So all these ifs doesn't get you, you know a ring. All these ifs, if 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 Joel, how about we just are prepared? How about the Sixers are prepared? I just need to know what backup center are you going to like get? if Jason Tatum would have showed up in the finals, the Celtics would be champions. Yeah, maybe if Jalen Brown knew how to dribble, <laughs> maybe. But you know what? That's on them, and that's just something they had to to, uh, to address. Because all the potential in the world, all the would be in the world, does not play out into a winning championship ring. Booker, yeah, if Devin Booker was the next Kobe, we literally would have had a son. So there you go. You are proving my point that. Having potential, having the would be would be hypothetical situations. If Joel always gets hurt at the wrong time, be I'll be real. If Joel right. was healthy, like you said, all ifs. But I'm, I'm ifs. the only ifs that I'm. All I'm saying is this if have... isn't a future if. This is a no, no. If Joel is not hurt. I get it. I don't know what but that series just... looks like, but I'm... I will say I don't think we lose as decisively in six games. I well, what I'm saying is instead of just hoping and ifing, just make to sure you're covered. To me, at the very least, covered. if was healthy, running Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. Okay. And I feel the same way if Joel Embiid but if we had got healthy, if didn't tear his meniscus, we beat Atlanta. If we got into even, that, even into with those ben finals, limitations. If we got into those finals against the Celtics, would we have been able to compete with that bench? No, we'd have lost had? four to one. I'm gonna keep it all. So up. we wouldn't have been able to compete because we don't have it on the bench. Y'all keep ignoring the bench because of Joel. Joel is amazing. He's our superstar, and I love him, and I thank him, and he's the man. I never will talk slander on Joel Embiid, but. As a basketball team, as we've seen in these championship runs, they have a deep bench that can truly produce, not just be able to kind of barely hang on. Produce, keep a lead, not just hang on by a thread. Right. So to ignore it every season, it's just not going to come out with the right results. I don't care who you add. You have to have the complete package. I don't care. That's it. I mean, let's just be real. In the postseason, you're really only going eight or nine. Oh, Chris. As we've seen this last just, championship, the championship before, did they go deeper than eight? Thank you. The Bucks didn't. Thank you. Not the Bucks. The Bucks didn't. The Bucks didn't, and the Warriors barely did. I mean, I can tell they you still the did. I mean, they real talk, did. like you, Dominique. Giannis, hold on. Let's do this. The Giannis, Celtics? Dante, Brooke, Drew, Middleton. They Middleton, even played that guy. Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis. What's his name? That guy that, uh, the Brent one that's Forrest. on the Suns now. That was seven. The ones that's on, what's the same on the Suns with the ball head? What's his name? Um, he was on the he's on the Suns now. Javon Carter. No, he was on the Suns last year in that final too. Last year? He was, was on our bench. Before? He was our third point guard. Mm-hmm. Javon no. Carter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the Sixers? No, the Suns. No, the oh, Suns. The Sun. Oh, right, because you were Suns, I forgot. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's seven. I can't name you anybody past that that actually played significant time. And then you go to the Warriors. Steph, Clay, Draymond, Kavon Lee. guess they didn't need it. Andrew Wiggins. They didn't need it. They didn't Poole. need it. They didn't need it because they had competent people in their rotation. Who was really? They didn't need it. And no one got hurt. They didn't need it. So they didn't need it. But 
Uh, 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 all right. Hey, no, we's, all right. no, no, you guys are no, don't slam around. If we would have won saying, the championship, you wouldn't me. be saying you, that. No, 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 no. I would have been saying that too. Okay. I'd say we got lucky because thank God for Joel and B. That's what, what? I've been saying. Yes, that's what I've been saying. All I'm saying is give Joel our superstar, <laughs> the superstar, the carrier of all the burdens. Yes. Give him, uh, give him a little bit a lighter head to sleep at night. That's all I'm saying. What is wrong with that? Why are y'all so against getting the best that you can get? Why are you so okay with just settling for okay? Why can't, why is, why am I so wrong for one of the Sixers to get the best options on that bench that they possibly can? What is that about that? Please answer me. Why are you so against them getting the best options? Who you don't, was against you, that? You're, you're saying that. I'm saying we can get somebody better than um, Shake Milton. I'm saying, saying we can I'm get confident better. Paul I'm, Reed is I'm not saying, saying that at all. I just said Korkmaz, Milton. You're acting like well, I'm all, wrong. Cormont is not going to play, and neither is Milton. They're literally again. The if we need, if we now. needed people to play, which as against the Heat, we needed people to play because we people, everyone was hurt and everything with COVID. I mean, to be fair, Shake Milton was really the only guy on game again, six. Again, Shake Milton as my eleventh man versus Shake Milton as my sixth man is a very different process. Exactly. I understand that, but y'all are just arguing about me wanting the Sixers to have the best they can have. I'm just saying, sad. like, what backup center that's you sad. want? Okay, you want- there's nobody better than Paul Reed out there. That we can acquire with what we have, no. Like, okay, you just said we don't have enough, listen, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my let's point. Let's take a trade. Listen, at this let point, me let, me think about point. It. Let, me, let me think about it. Let me think about who I would take. You go ahead. Let me finish my point. You just said we don't have enough. So pretty much you're saying, for all intents and purposes, outside of Joe, James Harden, Tyrese, our roster's pretty trash, right? In your mind. So then who would that. trade for us? I didn't trade say with that. Us? I didn't say that. I didn't say that there was trash. I'd never said that. I never you guys are just twisting me around because you don't agree with my bigger point. Your bigger point is, is yes, we could be an approved team. I agree with that. Okay, so That's then let it go. Point. Let it go. That's my point. Why can't we just lay it there? That's but I point. also think this version of this could win a championship. I think both things can be true. Could we be better and more equipped to win a title? Yes. Could this inception win a title given things break right? Yes. Why okay. can't both of those things be true, Carl? Okay, fine. Fine. You don't fine. have to be the only one, right? Fine. Good job. Give me a high five. Come on, don't act like that. Fine. <laughs> Some people think they know everything. No, I don't know everything, oh, you you know but everything. I know what I've seen and I know what's proven. I'm just saying, I'm sorry. I've seen a guy who got labeled selfish, took a pay cut in order for. <sighs> I didn't know, say two... nothing about Harden. All I said was my she number did leave one. Alone for I didn't say anything. I'm just Chris. saying, like, the, the additions of a. I'm just saying the additions oh. of a Daniel House and a PJ Tucker. And now them being in our rotation Let's is completely different than having George Niang and Furkan Kortmaz. I hate the, no, 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 no. Because this is what you're not going to do. What? Because your thing is, what if we get watched P.J. Tucker? You could doing a lot of if because the last time I saw P.J. Tucker play basketball, he was playing at a championship level. So you're so telling do listen, listen, listen to me. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Mm. So you're okay. So you were okay. You were a thousand percent jumping for joy when that contract came out. No, that the last two years are hollow. The team option. It doesn't matter. It's basically you, one year. Deal. It does not matter. Okay? That literally doesn't matter. Were you matter okay? Listen to me. Would you be okay with the prospect, the 38 PJ, 30 year PJ Tucker? Is he hooping season? at this point? He hasn't hooping. <laughs> I'm just saying. So what are we saying? <laughs> so what? So now what I are just, you arguing? I said what I said, and I left it there. Y'all want to twist it around? I already said it. We My point was made. To agree, though, okay, so then you talk about PJ Tucker. I mean, you mean you're, NBA you're, champion you're, PJ Tucker? Whatever. Chris. The guy that literally was scooping us for offensive rebounds, PJ Tucker. Whatever, Chris. Up KD. Chris just can never disagree that I'm right. It's okay. I said you were right. All I'm gonna say this is I'm listen, not saying you're wrong. I think you I'm guys saying, are right. I think you guys this. are right in a sense, but all I'm gonna say this here is I'm gonna say this. Mark my words. Mark I just my words. Don't, uh, 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 don't put that evil on us. Mark don't my you do words. It. I'm Stop telling it. you this now. Don't I'm not put that evil on us, Ricky Bobby. That 
when it comes down to these playoffs, don't look at me when I sit on my high horse. That's it. Period. Goodbye. Drop mic. That 2010, that 2010 uh, game that Paul Reed going to have at game six to close this out is going to hit different. <laughs> I hope Paul Reed proves me wrong. I hope he does. I pray that he does. I pray that Joel can lean on Paul Reed for every woe, every whim when he's on that bench resting. I hope he proves me wrong because I want the Sixers to win. So you go ahead, Paul oh. Reed. You prove me wrong, please. Anyway, you're listening to 98.5 WJY and the Red of Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, that number is 215-763-9596. Call ahead if you want. <laughs> call in, baby. Get into this discussion. Christopher Thomas, a, Jamal Thomas. We, we on the Paul Reed victory tour here. Paul Reed for president, man. You already know. B-Ball Paul. Yep. That's it. I'm, the, I'm not here for the B-Ball Paul victory tour. Let me just ask. That's some, look, that, that's just some hateful thing to say. <laughs> I want him to play well. I do. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking okay. about what Doc said during that oh. press conference. I'm just like, bro. That's well, just... I mean, let's be real. Doc's in press conferences aren't really. Bitch, you forgot about the bench. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Doc Rivers. Glenn Rivers. I don't know where Port Guard's going to be. It could be Ben. It could not. What? All you had to do was say, I believe so. Even if it was a lie. Be like. You lie to your wife all the time. All you had to say was, Ben's our Port Guard next year. I mean, That's just, it. Yes, I don't know. I mean, people lie all the time. You could have just yeah, honey. These pork chops are great. You could have done the same thing for Ben Simmons. Like <laughs> we wouldn't actually be in this mess right now. What the heck? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yo, yo this joint hitting right now. Yo, it's not hitting. So these pork chops are chopping right now. Babe, I, you, you, you didn't did your thing on wow. these pork chops. These pork chops are porking. <laughs> what wow. you say you put in this? Oh man! Wow. As soon as she leaves. I just want to ask, what is, like, can I ask y'all, what is going on with Jonathan Murray? Like, why is he, like, blacking? So, pretty much, they was at a program. You know how to say I do. Yeah, I know the story. Paolo, like, kind of, I guess, like, came down and kind of bodied him a little bit and then, like, walked away. And then Jonathan didn't like that. And then he went back. I guess he was probably talking trash. You know how I go. He felt like he should have been more humble. And he was like, Paolo, humble yourself. You used to be my ball boy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dang. If Paolo is not humble and he is gas, we're like, boy, just because you're number one pick, that don't mean nothing. We've seen it before. We're seeing it again. One of them number one picks aren't guaranteed success. He is one of them ones I'm telling you right now. Yeah? I've seen his game. No, like, I'm I've seen him in no, the no, pro I've, run. I've, no, I've seen Not him. even just the Duke. Like, I've, seen him play, I've seen him play, too. I think he's good as well. I'm just saying that. He might average like 22 a game as a rookie. All I'm saying is, is that you still need to remain humble. Now we got Paul Anthony talking You shots. haven't played an NBA game yet. My team. <laughs> Go He's like, what you mean? I got 24. You took 21 shots, my guy. <laughs> we only lost by 10. Paolo was six for nine. And he had 21 points. Mm. Yeah, so if they run the offense through Paolo, he'll be rookie of the year easy. Yeah. I don't know how Cole Anthony's going to feel about it. But he, Cole Anthony should be the second option now. Because Markel's going to set the table. You can play Markel and Kobe together because Markel is a little bit taller and a yeah, good defender. He's like 6'5". He can exactly. guard both. Uh, I guess Jonathan Isaac at the three. Franz Wagner at the... F- no. No, Franz at the three. Isaac at the four. And then what, Paolo at the five? I mean, Isaac is 6'10", so maybe you can run him at the five? You got to be Give yourself that switching capability? Yeah, What's up true. with Mamba? He's done? Mamba is on Dallas, right? Oh, no, he yes. read up. He read up. No, he, he read up. He read I up. thought he was on the Magic. Then I don't know if Bamba starts. Mm. I know well, you just signed him to a three-year, twenty million dollar deal, but and like, then you forgot about Suggs, Jalen Suggs. Yeah, but Suggs ain't really in favor. Suggs definitely not starting. 
But I like Suggs and Hampton off the bench. Like, if that's your bench backcourt and they just come in and they like, we're here to score and dunk on people. Yeah. I kind of love that. Cool. That's your seven-man rotation. Kim Birch ain't. Kim Birch, ah. That's a playing team. Cheeky, uh. Cheeky Arula? No, what is his name? Cheeky Okoki or Opaki or whatever his name was. Oweki? Yeah, they grabbed him, right? Oh. Yeah, him. So that's probably not. Man, that's wild. Hmm. Paolo gonna play about 40 minutes tonight. I have to tell you that. Well, that beef I just think is dumb. Like, come on, relax. It's some hometown. They're going they going to squash. It started in Seattle. The thing about social media, right, is stuff like this probably happened all the time when players went back home for tournaments and stuff like that. And the only people that knew about it was people in the league or players. Now everything is on social media and everything is point out loud. So guess what? It won't be squashed on social media, but then you'll see a post with him, them two all-star break or something like Seattle over everything. It was nothing. No, no, no. I ain't paying it no more. Mm-hmm. Wow. Congrats to Tobias Harris who got married. Congrats, Tobias. Oh, did you see the tweet and stuff? That was funny. What did he say? He tweeted, I'm got I married my best friend today. And then he tweeted an hour later, was like, No, I did not marry Bobby Yarnish. Oh my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> I love funny. that. That was so good. <laughs> oh, how beautiful. Oh, <gasps> oh my god, I forgot to tell you guys. I met Danny Green at the conference. He was Danny. there. Preparing for life after basketball. Pretty much. I mean, That's what he, he said. He does got a podcast. He does a podcast, and I met him and his partners. They were really cool. Danny was really nice. I told him, like, yo, I talked about you a lot when you were on the Sixers. But I told him this straight up. I was like, listen, I was a big fan of yours, and you're on the Spurs. Truly. He's like, oh, when is that? He was like, when I was young. I was like, well, I just liked you on the Spurs, just to say that. And I just told him that. from Philly. He said... You know, he liked Philly, you know what I mean? But now he's on the Grizzlies, and he's looking forward to that. And, yeah, so he's definitely – He's, he's, he's going to be good for the Grizzlies if his body holds up. He's preparing for his life. He told me he said he's preparing for his life outside of basketball. So that's why he's, you know, is networking at the conference. I seen him right away. I was like, oh, I got to talk to him. I went over and talked to him And he's right like taller away. than everybody, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty tall. So, yeah, it was nice meeting Danny Green after I talked about him so much. I met Lil Mama after directly talking about her. I mean, and she heard it. Oh, nice. And that was how we met. She was like, were y'all just talking trash about me? Where were you yes, at? Yes, we were. Some event with uh, <laughs> Charlie Mack and Will Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so that was, I, I forgot to mention that, guys. I saw Danny Green. Yeah, a friend of mine DG. was receiving an award. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, everyone. I was going to say to you, so why hasn't Devontae Smith been at um, practice his um, last couple practices? He has a concussion. He has a concussion? Yeah. Oh. Mm. Did y'all go to open practice? No, I didn't. Good. Did you have to have like pre tickets for that or could you show up? Yeah, you have to pay at least $10. Do you want to tailgate on the opener if we can't actually go to the game? I thought we were trying to get tickets or something. I want to go, but if we can't go, we could tailgate. I'm down because I got to do some content. So I'll be there with my, my crew. Your crew? Mm-hmm. Your crew? Who are they, guys? No, like meaning camera people. Who are they? Where are they? <laughs> Meaning camera people, guys. It's all professional. Her crew, her, her crew. Oh, yeah. I guess, I guess we ain't her you gangsters. Huh? No, you guys are my crew. I'm saying people who are gonna be holding the camera for me. Oh, oh yeah, literal. Oh, you gonna be over there with the right? It's your girl, Carm. Exactly. Hoops with Carm. Exactly. Sports with Carm. Sports with Carm. Sports with Carm. No, it is hoops. Hoops is always hoops is the baby. Hoops is the foundation, but. We are expanding to sports with Carm as I cover different sports. 
So get ready, oh guys. Get ready for the rollout. So when are we going to play one-on-one? Whenever. What's up? You keep talking smack on my jumper. Your jumper is crazy. Sorry, it's cool. It's, as long as I get the two points, it's a lot matters. All right, Sean Marion. Relax. Mario <laughs> back. You had the weirdest shot ever. <laughs> and it was Fred, too. Hey, that's that joint went in. Yeah, that joint was wet, so though. I mean, long ago, long. Listen, right. if you on that day, you cook me, like, I'm listening. We can record it, and we're going to talk about it in the studio. But if I cook you, that's you're never living it down. I'll take that cook. I don't care. You're not going to trash me. Oh, you going to score? I guarantee I'm you won't score. score. I'm going to score. You won't score. I will score. You will not. You're not so we document. We documenting this right now. I'm going to score. Karm is two not going to score at all. Two baskets. Karm will not score the entire time. Games go to eleven okay. by twos. Okay. How can it go by eleven by twos? Twelve by twos. Or, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Whatever you say. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll Check up. Meet me outside. Why are you How about that? My, why are you blocking my shot? How about it? It's cool to block yours too. How about that? Are you? Yep. Oh, all right. I see our dancing in the paint too. I see our dancing. Oh, what you sure with the intimidating? Would you play for Miami or something? You're not tough. <laughs> I'm a preacher, Tucker. You. You play for Oklahoma City. <laughs> I'm a chet you. You don't think I'm this little tiny skinny drawn? I'm a body you. First of all, body yaddy yaddy yaddy. All right. Anyways, <laughs> so when I make that two baskets, I don't want to hear nothing. Because okay. I don't got to win, but I just got to make two baskets. Yeah, Chris is going to be there to document it. That, you making two baskets will be a win. Chris has seen people doubt me before in a game, and I trash them. So. Right, Chris? Right yeah. around. Right around. <sighs> Poor Mark. Mark. Mr. Mark Thompson tried to challenge me to a game of a cornhole, and he was talking smack, and he was denying me, saying I wasn't going to win. I was bad. I was this. And what happened? I trashed him. I won. So, yeah, but that's that's different. This is ball. This is that's hoop. fine. I'm just this saying. This round ball. That 94 who, feet people, of people game. People who doubt me, they just don't win. I'm telling you all on air, our devout, lovely listeners here running back. I'm going embarrassed, Carm. <laughs> and if you do, I'll take that, but I don't know. Send the video to your mom. <laughs> That's fine. She'll be like, she'll be like, go, Carmen. I know you lost, baby, but I love you so much. Exactly. Oh, no, not Mama Holland. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. It's all good. Listen. Anyway. <laughs> oh, we got to publish it to all the... Uh, Oh, the back sport. Yes, of course. You blocking me? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Plucking you, cherry picking. Listen, I just hope it's not the uh, a longest yard basketball game. <laughs> no, it's not going to be that physical unless it's going to be over her over here. <laughs> That's traveling. <laughs> Trying to back me down every time. Yes. <laughs> Use what I got. I know. That's why I would use to earlier. you like, listen, you think I'm one of these skinny shows you're going to buy. I already know your game plan. You got to actually have post moves. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Let's go. I don't care. <laughs> Bring it to the court. How talking? Say less. Say less. All right, say less. Oh, gosh. Anyway, we got about less than 15 minutes left. Uh, the NFL season is right around the corner. Obviously, the hot topic has always been about quarterbacks. So I'm on tiermaker.com, which is all a good website to do your own tier list by any metric of how you want to do it. So I feel like for the last couple of minutes, we you know rank some QBs for the upcoming season. All right, let's see. The first one I got, and the first one I got, uh, the ranking tiers I got are elite, great, good, average, below average, bum, rookie, slash unproven, meaning that there's really not enough tape for you to deduct if this person is good or the ranking. Okay, let's see. The first quarterback I got is Jared Goff. As what? Where would you rank him as? 
Uh, wait, what was the what was the average? Category? Elite, great, good, average, below average, bum. Average. 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 Uh, okay. Ooh, this is Carson Wentz. Uh, good. Average. Uh, I'm the tiebreaker. I'm sorry. I read a report that Matez Sweat was coming after him and they told him to throw it away and he just ran out of bounds instead. My confidence is dwindling. So at that point, until proven otherwise, I'm putting him as average. The own people. Dak Prescott. Good. I'm sorry. Great. I'll say great. Really? I, I, he's, I, I believe he's in good. that. He's good. He's good. Okay. Healthy Dak is a top 10 quarterback. I'll put him at 11. <laughs> That's funny. That's actually funny. I'll, I'll allow it. Patrick Mahomes. Come on. What is the top one? Elite. 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 It's elite, great, good, average, below average, bum. Uh, I guess elite, whatever. You guess. guess. He's elite. I just, Patty Mahomes, I, what a... I just can't get too, too on the train. Patty but Mahomes I'll say about elite. to fall short a couple M's. All right, Aaron Rodgers. Elite. Come on now. Not even a question. This is a pro Aaron Rodgers. All right, here's a good one. Joe Burrow. Elite. Great. I'm going to put great. I think he's really, really, he's really almost there, but he's not proven enough yet. I'm sorry. I got, listen, back to, listen, back to back elite seasons. Okay, fine. You're in the elite category. Yeah. I really like Joe Burrow, though. Like, I'm a big fan of him, especially after this season. Yeah. Joe Shice, that's Joe Shiesty to you. Yeah. I oh, mean, okay. I mean, I mean, you're doing, you doing all this, but you still pick Cleveland to win the division. Hilarious, though. Well, that was because I thought Deshaun Watson was going to play. Uh-huh. No, I begrudgingly uh-huh. had to do what I had to do as mm-hmm. an analyst. I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you the truth that mm-hmm. they're a better football mm-hmm. team with him on the field. Mm-hmm. Here's another Watson good one. Over wow. Here's another good one. Uh, Don't do that. Here's another oh. one. Here's another good one. Justin Herbert. Elite. Good. I'll put great. Good. Elite. Herbert. So, you know what? Actually, after that game against the Chiefs, I'll put him great. All right. Two great, one elite. So, Sam Darnold. Below average. Below average, yeah. He's just whatever. Here's another. Here's another interesting one. Uh, Jalen. Uh, Kyler Murray. Good. Average. Disrespectful. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Uh, below average. Daniel Jones. Uh, below average. Okay. I was gonna put average, but. Here's another. Here's another interesting one. J- Jalen Hurts. Oh, good. I can't give him any more than that. I'm just. I'm gonna. Him. I'm gonna just say at this time. I think I. I it's hard because I. So this is a projection, or is this of what you think of them right now? I think he's average right now. Right I'm, now. Only because I say that because I think he's obviously a great running quarterback. But he still needs. But his his vision and accuracy needs some work, obviously. But I think he's in terms of what he can do in terms of making things happen. I think he is really elite in terms of making things happen. But I don't think he's been schemed properly in terms of trusting him and what he can do. Mm-hmm. So sorry, average. Sorry. Okay. I'll put good. 
All right. Uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan of today? Yes. Average. Synchronicity is back. Too. All right. Here's here. All right, here's another one. Lamar Jackson. Great. Me? Elite. Yep. I was going to say elite also. The most, to me, the, the most disrespected quarterback in the last five years. Yeah, easily. I know you love Lamar Jackson. I think he's great as well. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. Baker Mayfield. Average. Below average. You know what? I, yeah, below because I don't think he's as good as Jalen. Right. At all. All right, cool. Two below average, one average. So guess what he is, Chris? Yeah, below average. <laughs> Chris is so dry with it. <laughs> No, because he's on controller because oh, Baker is me. That's why he giving me the depth stare. It's sad when you see your homies fall off, huh? <laughs> Not me. You know, my quarterbacks don't fall off, but it's crazy when. Yeah, how's Josh Gordon doing, by the don't way? Don't do that. That's petty. We no, don't no, no. How, how, how's Josh Gordon No, doing? no, no, no. All right, continue. Josh Allen. Josh Elite. Allen? Yeah. Elite. Okay. Yeah, Josh Allen's really good. See, I'm not a hater. How am I? Like after after he said, did what he did in that game, I, I gave Josh Allen the lead. You that Justin game Herbert, against against the Bengals, like I never said. Just, I said Herbert was great. Now she said good. Josh oh, Allen proved to me when he played that game against um the Bengals. I'm like, oh, I mean, you know what the, uh, the Chiefs? Chiefs? Yeah, because you know they didn't play against the Bengals because they lost. Oh wait, wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The Chiefs when they ran and then they went to double OT. That's not. That's not his fault. I don't know. Nick Foles left. No, Josh Allen left everything Nick out Foles there. Nick Foles beat Tom Brady. If it wasn't for it wasn't for the Bills defense, I think the Bills would have won. For sure. No, maybe if Josh Allen would have went for two, this never would have happened. Whatever. Leave no doubt, right? I'm sorry. Justin that defense. Her- sorry, Josh Allen still hasn't lost the Super Bowl yet. Who was? Who has? Oh, your boy. Who? Who my boy? You know who your boy is. Who my boy? We who literally was? just watched the Super Bowl. Who has he been to the Super Bowl yet? Still never lost. Oh, all right. He got to get there. Wait, who the just lost? Wait. Joe Burrow. Oh, Joe Burrow. But he also did that with no line And Josh Allen had everything built around him and still folded. Anyway. That defense folded back that to day. First of all, that, that defense folded that day. Back though. to these court. That's on Sean McDermott. That's the conversation Josh Allen and Sean McDermott need to have. They don't have nothing to do with Joe Burrow. Who's next, Chris? Matt Stafford. Good. Good. Only because he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, now I'm not going to pipe him up because he won the Super Bowl. He's good. I was gonna say, dang, not at least great. No, good. No, good. I agree. With so that. you, so Dak Prescott's great, but Stafford's good. Yes, Dak Prescott at this present moment. Okay, I gotta hear this. Dak Prescott is better than Matt Stafford. What do you need to in, get? In what metric? What do you mean in what metric? Like, 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 better decision maker, more confident in the pocket. He has the ability to legs. run with his legs as well. Yes, I would take well, if, I get, legs, if I needed a if I needed to drive a two minute drive to get a game one, I'd take Dak over. We Matthew. literally saw Matthew Stafford finally go to a stable situation and took a team to a Super Bowl. Stafford, uh, Dak Prescott has been in the stable. You mean situation. a team? No, 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 not a, not as a stable situation. I think you're underselling this. A guy who took a team to a Super Bowl with Todd Gurley on the arthritis knee and Jared Goff as his starting quarterback. Stop it. Okay, and who does Dak Prescott have? Oh, that's right. Mike also, also a Super Bowl winning coach. You funny. Uh huh. Mike McCarthy. I mean, if you're if you're are you comparing Mike McCarthy to Sean McVay? I mean, one, they both got rings. Listen, who's more mobile? Who's more limber? Obviously, Dak. But in terms of in terms of accuracy, I think Dak has really great accuracy. Stafford, I think, has really great receivers. 
Which they, helps. they both had good receivers. No, but I think obviously Stafford had better receivers. Like Cooper yeah, Cup literally Coop, was the best like, receiver. They from had freaking Amari Cooper. I mean, Amari Cooper, um, Cooper was a top ten receiver. But I just Since think when? that Cooper Cup. Stop it. Cooper He's Cup. He's not top ten no more. Stop it. He's eleven. Cooper Cup. What are you? I'm sorry, Carm. <laughs> I just think that Stafford had better receivers to me. Vander Esch. <laughs> What, Van Jefferson? <laughs> Vander Esch, the, the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just funny to say his name. Sorry, I know you guys are fighting. I just thought it was funny. Sorry. No, Carl, go ahead. Make it about you. Go ahead. Oh, oh I never make nothing about me. I'm just talking <laughs> about me. That was I, such a narcissistic I, statement I, in I of itself. How make anything about me? You guys have a, boy, you you guys have a boys' club on the show every week. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, Jay goes into diatribes hold on, hold on, hold on. about whatever, diatribes. whatever, like, stuff he has in the library from 2000. 2000. Chris is just, like, you know, rambling, guy, guy romancing over here. Like, come on. You guys have boys club every week. I just get my little two cents here and there. Y'all have a boys club, random information and knowledge, talk, sports. Like, stop it. Oh, so now this information is So are you saying that the chemistry that is developed from the fact that we actually hang out outside of the show bleeds onto the camera? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that you guys have a boys club of your deeply rooted sports knowledge from 19... 97. Research, Karen. Why are you protecting right now? Me too. So what, what's going on? Tell it's just no. I'm just no. I'm just. All I'm saying is, is that you guys definitely have. But here's the thing. First of all, it's not. Don't don't even try to play that card. It's not about hanging outside of the show. You two have been friends since for how long? Stop. You can't even use that. You can't even say that. So please stop. Just saying. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Know you. What? We got like a few minutes left. I'm just gonna <laughs> stop it. Y'all was on the show. I'm, we're from just gonna infancy. do three. We're just gonna do three more. Stop it. You're a part of that. You like Raven Simone on the Cosby show. <laughs> you wasn't here in the beginning, but you in the opening credits now. <laughs> you're Amanda Bynes on all that. I mean, you know all right, three real quick. Tom Stop Brady. Go, baby. Come on now. Come on now. I was about to say. Hopefully, we all agree. Yeah, we can agree on that. All right, and I'll just do one last one. Russell Wilson. Mm. Great. Average. Yeah. Traveling around the world. That's crazy. Broncos Nation. Let's ride. I will wait let's for ride. you. And on let's that ride. note, Broncos Nation. Let's ride. Let's ride. Right on out of here. Let's ride. You got Chris Thomas. Jamal Thomas. Shigo Karn. Hey, you're listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture, every Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, boy. Tune us out on WJYN 98.5. And on time radio Philly.org. Streaming on YouTube, baby. Yep. Let's ride. Until next time, we will see you later. Later. Let's ride. Yo, that shit is hilarious. We're not clear, bro. Let's ride.